on this episode. Mm-hmm. So I told my buddy Tibbs, this, this guy who's a friend of mine, about it. And he's a kind of a big athletic guy. I said, man, these guys are playing pickup basketball. Like, We should go down there and play. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, man, me and you get to play together a little bit, pass it around. And fucking, we'll go play one game. It'll be fun. He's like, fuck yeah, that sounds good. So we get down there. And then uh, we both walk around, we're dribbling, and Tibbs is like, so who's got next? And so, oh, I don't know. And Tibbs is like, well, I'll, I'll get, like, you take it. Tibbs is like, all right, I got next. I got next. And I'm like, all right, me and Tibbs are going to, we'll play whoever wins. Hopefully, we don't get beat, but I'm going to play with my buddy Tibbs. We're going to be, get my heart pumped. We're going to be playing again. Mm. And so they're like, all right, man, who you got? Tibbs is like, all right, I'll take this guy over here. And then the other guy's, and then I'll take this man, and I'll take my other dude over here. And like, he didn't even pick me. <laughs> The motherfucker. He was like one of my best friends. Son of a bitch. <laughs> like I introduced. You invited him. I invited this. Everybody and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I am your host Mark Pearson, and this is my frequently ranting co-host Adam Radliff. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for a an intro that I can finally agree with. Yeah, <laughs> I, I rant because I'm passionate. A I rant because I care. So I figured you just rant because you're angry. That could also be true. Yeah, it's also uh, a strong possibility. Yeah. Also on the show today, we have special guest comedian Pat Thomas. That's it. Here now. Finally. Try, yeah, yeah. We're trying to get you to come here for a couple months. Man, yeah, Brian, the only, like, like, no, one of two comics who's big leagued me and just, like, dropped out last minute, uh, Pat Thomas. I don't think it was just the one time, though, but when the tugboat world called, what do, y'all, what do y'all call yourselves? Tugboaters? Tug, tugbo- yeah, tugboat captain. Tugboat uh, captain. They put up the tugboat signal. No, they just called and said, you need to come in and make more money. So to me, that was more important than you. <laughs> I prefer like, if yeah. they had a signal, um, a la bat signal, to where you like, look up in the sky, like, oh, shit. It's just like a Nolan movie. It's like every Nolan movie. It's just an go. alarm that goes off in my house that says, you're needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes I get called in on my days off. So it happened to be one of those days where mm-hmm. they asked me to come in. So it's hard for me to make plans. But I knew yeah. I had a doctor's appointment today. So I was like, yeah, Tuesday at work because I'm going to be off no matter what. So, but you should. I can't believe it took you this long to ask me. I'm, I'm got to say, I'm my, I'm hurt. It took you this long. I had a backlog of people. To come I mean, on. Dan Hornstein's done the podcast fifty fucking times. You couldn't, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't ask me. I mean, I had you on mine two or three times. Yeah, well, Dan Hornstein uh, has time on his hands apparently. <laughs> I mean, but uh, guess I'm happy to be here now. Oh, thanks for thanks for coming. And he has had me on his podcast, Stay the Course podcast, which is a lot of fun. I always com- like compare his podcast to ours and the fact that he's a way better host than I am. you <laughs> 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 get over there, have a couple of beers, uh, yeah. eat some pizza afterwards. And uh, here we're like, my house is nice. And my house is clean. Yeah. <laughs> Look, let's not go into the house comparison. I live in a space. It's a safe neighborhood. You don't yeah. feel weird like driving in there before you get there. There's a gate for my car and my house, but I mean, you guys have left your stuff 
out there with the peasants. So, I mean, that's it, things might happen. But you have a nice setup here. You got a picnic table in your living room. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting on couches and chairs that don't really lock in. So, yeah. Hopefully, I don't slip out of it. No, it works. It's, it's good. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. This guy comes in here, talks shit instantly. Coming in firing. Yeah. yeah. So what was the doctor's appointment for? General checkup. That's what I would say, too, if it yeah. was, um, you know, really, I just a want scare, possibly. No, well, my blood pressure's high. I had COVID in January. She said my blood pressure's high. So I just want to go get, I'm, I turned 40. Really? Last November. So just getting checked up. You know, I'm going to get my colonoscopy, my get a finger up my ass, do that uh-huh. thing. and Those uh, are fun. Get my heart looked at, everything else looked at. Just make sure everything's all right. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> I've been really. I wait until ne- something breaks down. Yeah. Well, I've just been neglecting my fucking health lately. Just gaining weight, drinking. Well, what you know, do you so, so Eating unhealthy. Did you move, like kind of take a step back from the comedy scene because. Like, I was going to say, like, from my, from my life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, like, get off course from your entire fucking life? Yeah, like, exactly. You stopped doing the podcast, stopped doing the comedy. You look like shit. Like, <laughs> Well, did you just take a decide like to give up on life for a year? Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> of COVID. Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was the COVID thing. It all it all kind of started with I moved and I just got real busy with buying a house, mm-hmm. so I got away from it for a while. And then it was like a month of like moving and getting all settled in. And then doesn't when, typically take most people a month to move. I mean, if you're if you're single and you're by yourself and there's nobody to fucking help you, I mean, a comedy community. You think if you'd have yeah, but I also but I gotten helped. Well, I don't. They don't really want you to come help. <laughs> Doesn't trust my little hands on. Uh, well, no, I, I prize ha- possessions. I spent half my time on the boat, so it's like half the time's on the boat. The other t- half the time is home, and so you know when you're putting stuff away, you don't have every single day to the do it. The other tuggers so. can't come out and help. I mean, they could, but I mean, who wants to help put away, put my coffee table together and shit? You know. Plus, my house is just like so fucking big, and I oh, here we so go. many things. <laughs> it is a nice. It's house. just mad. No, it's a nice townhouse in the Heights. But I just completely wasted on him because staying there secluded, like he's Batman, <laughs> just brooding in his thoughts. That's it. Just contemplate. I've been doing a lot of contemplating, but no, it was, it was all that. And then it was right about that time, like you know, I was excited. I, I got a good house and nice neighborhood. I was ready to go out and like meet women at patio bars. It was going to be like my, 2020 is supposed to be my summer of love. Glow up year. Yeah. And then, you know, COVID hit like in March, right when I was about ready, I just got settled in and then that whole bullshit and then everything else that happened. And then I got to a point really where like, you know, my podcast slowed down because I just, and there's, not, there's nothing happening that was like fun to talk about. You know what I mean? There's always something fun to talk about. People like weren't doing anything. Nobody's going out and getting pussy or anything. It's like, what the fuck are we? Not if you don't ask them. I mean, there's no comedy shows going on. So things got laid just from doing this podcast. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, we had like so we had Enrique on. Yeah, and uh, when we were talking about, oh, woe is me. We're single. Online dating fucking sucks. And Enrique's like, oh, what do you have on your like your profile? He redoes this guy's profile. Within a week, he's dating this girl. He's still dating her. Yeah. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. It was pretty incredible. He didn't do shit for me. <laughs> it's not much anybody can do for oh, you. Oh, is that right? <laughs> it's just kind of how it is. Yes. Yeah. Mark is infinitely more attractive, more marketable. <laughs> yeah. Dating during the COVID season is a little weird. That was another thing. Like Right before COVID, I, I kind of started seeing this, this gal mm-hmm. a little bit. So 
that was another thing that just kind of was taking up my time and then COVID. And then once I got away from it, then it just, you know, I was talking about like this to other comedians. Once you give yourself that excuse to not go, uh-huh. then it goes from going once a week to take a whole week off. And then next thing you know, you hadn't done it in a month. Yeah. And I think that's podcast, just kind of same thing just happened. That's hundred percent true. Uh, su- surprisingly though, in the two and a half, almost three years I've been doing it, I haven't had anything come up to take away my time. Well, you're not a very interesting person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, dated co- not... I've dated a couple girls. Um, oh, that's good. During but... during COVID, you had yeah. Actually, uh, some kind of kind of a, a heavy dating time for me was COVID. Surprisingly, oh good. But um, lonely women. Well, I don't know that they were lonely. I mean, just they finally found me. That's what it was. I mean, it's timing. <laughs> but um, well, I've noticed like because. My buddy lives real close to me down the street, like in the Shady Acres Heights area, like where, mm-hmm. you know, where um, like Cedar Creek Bar is and yeah. all that. And man, just like these last couple of weeks, the place has just been packed, like so many people. And I've been telling my buddy, like, just wait, once this like vaccine comes, and this COVID starts to calm down, this summer, there is going to be a lot of people, women, because imagine if a girl like right before COVID hit was single. Right. Most of those women, men too, single people have kind of just been single throughout this whole last year so they were single before it and they're still single now and that whole time all their friends are with their all husbands and wives and kids and right. there's probably a bunch of people that are ready to get out there and do some well yeah do some fucking some <laughs> meet, i mean whatever meet up boyfriend hook up well, this or that but mm. there's got to be you're really banking on that huh like i feel it in his oh. voice <laughs> i'm really fucking open because yeah. <laughs> i've been talking it up for a long time <laughs> Yeah, most likely I'm gonna go out and just stand there with my hands in my pockets and not fucking talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things like that always sound so much better in theory, you know. Yeah, well, for sure. It's like it's the it's the the guy who has the friends that are still single. He's like, oh, if I were you, I'd be getting so much pussy, or or I'd be doing this or that. I'm like, motherfucker, I knew you <laughs> when you were single. You didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. So yeah, it's whenever there's nothing going on, it's easy to say, oh, it's gonna be great whenever I do this, or like whenever you move to a new city, like. All right, shit sucks in Houston, but whenever I go to wherever, it's going to be different. Or it's just uh, rarely the case. But you, know, you never know. But there are like I have noticed like bars where it's like shockingly crowded. But I think that's maybe because we're so used to everything being so low for so long. Because bars used to be super crowded. Yeah. Well, like I've like I said today, I was shocked driving here because there wasn't much traffic. But for the past few weeks, ever since the governor lifted that mask order, mm-hmm. traffic was back to normal. But to me, it seemed like, oh, my gosh, traffic is obscene. But really, I thought about it and I was like, well, it's just back to what it was before. Everybody's doing obscene. their normal thing. Yeah. So it's not it's just I was used to it being little traffic for a year. So. But like going out. Like, you know, six months ago, you would go to bars and like some bars would have like tables in front of the bars or some places would be super, super strict. Right. Yeah. We went to one All bar. We gone. went to one. I think it was Big Star or something. And it's like, as soon as we walked in the door, they're like, stop. You must walk that direction. And you go sit at that table and yeah. don't you stand up until we're ready. And it's like, and then me and my buddy just sitting there and it's like, well, there's some girls sitting over at that table. It's like... I feel like if I went up and got talked to him, I'd get yelled at. You know what I mean? Probably you're not probably you definitely would. And it's like, what's the fu- and I'm sitting here talking to him like what's what's the point of us even being here right now? You know what I mean? I oh, mean there's I like no chance I like- of picking up women in the middle of COVID. I mean that would be tough. Like at a bar. Yeah. That'd be really tough. That's the one time online dating works. Yeah, maybe. It's because like people have to use it. Because then they can't meet people at the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. You got your mask on, you're in and out, you're supposed to keep six feet. 
But yeah, possibly. I don't know. I wonder how quickly things will get back to normal. So I, I already got my second vaccine, and like 90 million Americans have had both vaccines. There's only 300 and something million yeah, Americans. Yeah, almost a third of the way there. Exactly. Um, so it's got to be, it's going to pop off, and I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what life's like. It's going to be, could you think it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties where everything I already made plans for the summer, so. What are you going to do? I'm going to go to Dallas and go see some baseball Real games. Real exotic. Going yep. to Dallas. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm also going to go to California see some family. Okay, that's better. Yeah. This is the guy who's like tra- traveled the world and he's like excited about getting his first trip. Well, since these COVID. other countries got to open up first. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Otherwise, I would have bought tickets. Gonna yeah. get out there and go see some things. I'm going to Dallas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I, I, yeah. Dallas always been one of the places I always wanted to go. And yeah. Finally, yeah. finally, I get to go see it. Exactly. I hear that Europe, like anywhere in the European Union, is going to be cool with Americans traveling there as long as they have to. They're, they're, they're vaccinated. Vaccinated. Yeah. That's coming down here pretty pretty quick. So, not that I'm saying that Dallas isn't going to be a fun time. Well, I'm going there for baseball, so. I'm going to have fun. You're a Rangers oh, yeah. fan? Giants fan. Giants are playing okay. the Rangers, so. Oh, there you go. I was at a baseball game last night. The Astros game? At the Astros game, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, we won, right? Yeah, $20 tickets. Not that bad. I went opening day. I'm going with Carrie and Michelle like on the 7th, I think. Um, that should be a good time. Yeah. Let me know what time we'll go, we'll go check out a game. Yeah, it's fun. I always like going to baseball games, mm. you know. We got cheap seats, and then we went down below. Down below, towards like the six, towards like the sixty, and then we just kind of went down to the one hundred level. Like mm-hmm. who's gonna stop you? Like there's nobody checking tickets. Well, what's weird is so my other buddy, he had gotten free tickets, and he was in the two hundred level. We were in the four hundred level, but we were like behind home plate. So uh-huh. that's not those are actually good seats because you could see like the trajectory of the ball take yeah. off. Right. And so they came up to us and finally like let's see if we can get down closer. So we went in like behind the dugout, third base dugout, but we ended like snuck in real quick to the last row. I can't imagine the, you doing anything quickly. The, the, the technique is you, always, you just have to walk past With it. With confidence. Like yeah. Exactly. You don't yeah. look around. And we sat there for like three innings. And then finally one of the guys, this guy came up and he asked my buddy, Bo, he's like, hey, do you, uh, can I see your ticket for this? And then we didn't have tickets for it. But then my friend just like got in a huge argument with this guy. <laughs> like, Dude, I've been here for five fucking innings. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm trying to check out some good seats. Who the fuck are you? And then he just... <laughs> berated this fucking guy for like telling him to like for he doing was, his job and yeah it's like you were breaking the rules and then yeah. we got we left and he's like I feel pretty good about bitching that guy out I feel like, I, what? like most people like if you berate somebody later that night you'd be like god I shouldn't have done that that, yeah. Yeah. that guy's just doing his job later that night we're at a bar he's like I'm so glad I bitched that guy out. Like he, he really needed to pull a whole move like that. I was just like, you, you are a special kind of asshole. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tugboat even, friend. Yeah, yeah, he's one of my friends in the tugboat. Yeah. Does he have a nickname? No, he doesn't. So know. I've talked to Pat. I don't know if it was on your podcast or if we were just having a conversation like at your housewarming party or whatever. If you're on a tugboat, you need to have a nickname. I feel like that'd be the first thing that I, if I, I'd probably be thrown off the boat because like this guy's insufferable. He's trying to force these nicknames on everyone. But you had a good nickname, right? It was like a uh, Petey Quick Whistle or some shit like that. Oh, Patty Quick Whistle. Patty Quick Whistle. That was yeah. a self-proclaimed nickname I gave myself. Nobody I, really calls follows up with it. I tried to make it a thing because it was house party. He had a bunch of his tugboat buddies, and I, I kind of broached the subject there, tried to like plant the seed. I guess they, they did not take root. 
Didn't really go. Yeah, actually, I kind of forgot about that. But yeah, Patty Quick was. You can't ever give yourself a name, but that would be a pretty sweet name. That it would, would be, be a yeah. badass. You just name. come, come. Where, where, where's Quick Whistle been? Exactly. You, know? <laughs> it's, you can go so many different ways with it. Well, we there's a whistle on the boat you blow called Jack Whistle. That's like to to alert the crew what's happening. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm I'm pretty fast on the trigger. I can go beep 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 three of them. So is there like a Morse code kind of a scenario, or is it just like? It could be three beeps, it could be five beeps. So just well, it's, so one one pull of the jack whistle is for the deckhand. So that tells the, the deckhand that he is needed on deck. So one, if you hear one, if you're a deckhand, that's you. That means you need to get up. Uh-huh. So that's to throw the boat off, to tie the boat up, or to hook up to a ship. Uh-huh. You hear one in general. If you hear one, that means deckhand's needed. Two is for the engineer. So if we get called out and I blow two, <laughs> that means he's supposed to go fire up the boat. So the boat's right. not on at all times. It's just it's running on a generator, but the the main engines aren't so running. So send down the guy to shovel some coal into the fire. <laughs> yeah, basically. Get this thing. More he, just, he just pushes a button, really. Apparently, you have to be an engineer to just go. Take the romance out of it a little bit. But no. So what happens is we'll get called out for a job. They'll page the boat. They'll say you got this job coming in. I'll blow two jack whistles. The engineer knows he may not be. He might be in the engineer engine room. He might be out on deck. He might be sleeping, mm-hmm. but he knows he needs to go start the start the engine. And then he blows two after that to let me know that everything's good in the engine. We're ready to get underway. And then heaven forbid we have walkie talkies or something <laughs> like uh, some modern technology. I mean, we, we do, but I mean, it's, it's more it's, fun to use the whistle. It's, it's like within a house. You're not just gonna like everybody doesn't have a walkie talkie ready to go. Plus a whistle. Two whistles, beep, beep, you know exactly what you're supposed to go do. But what if you accidentally get like some kind of a spasm, <laughs> accidentally hit it three times, like, oh, fuck. Then you got to do it two more times. How do they know when the first beep stopped and the next beep started? That happen- Things like that happen sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> you hit it, but it's like it's like a double hit. It's just a hoo-hoo. So you hear two, you really wanted one. He turns the off the engine you know- and there's another boat coming at you and you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> but no, so That's two- how the Suez Canal got blocked up. Or- <laughs> Was it Suez or Panama? Uh, Suez. Suez. Suez, yeah. So then three jack whistles means to shut the boat down. So <laughs> See? Two is to get it going. Three is to get it going down. Like, it's like- but hopefully, if you're on a job and you're tied up to a ship, and the, if the engineer thinks he heard three whistles, hopefully he's smart enough to realize, oh, I probably should check before I shut the fucking engine. How does he check? Five whistles? <laughs> he, looks, no, he looks out the window and says, oh, the boat. So what's the fucking point? Why would he look out every time? Well, here's the deal. Like, we might get done with a job, right? And then we go back to the dock. So you hear beep, and that means the deckhand's out there tying up the boat. And then he hears beep, 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 and that means shut the boat down. We're done driving for today. Or I may just tie the boat up, but I may tell him to keep it running, which means we're going to be here for 20 minutes, then we got another one. But three whistles means he, he shuts it down. So how much on-boat talk was there? About the Suez Canal scenario, no, zero. A, like, what? We don't care. Really How often all. is tugboating in? The I didn't news? even know it was a thing until it was like a couple days in. Well, nobody did. Had to get all the If it's not the in the, if it's not in the Houston Ship Channel, we don't care. Like really. So what? Are the, what's the, like? What's the average like Ship Channel emergency? How often do emergencies happen? Yeah. Like Every once in a while, there's bad collisions. You know. Ships might hit a toe. It doesn't happen that often. Maybe once a year or at the at, yeah, at the most. Toe? Just like a like a, a, a boat pushing a barge. 
you know, they're kind of all over the place. They're much, it's much smaller cargo. They're always kind of crossing ahead of ships and getting in the way. So you may have a situation like that, which is really bad, or ships might hit each other, or things might catch on fire, things like that. But it's, oh. it's very uncommon. Did you hear about like Texas City, the explosion? That it was like, I, I, I back in like the 20s or 30s? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It took out like, a bunch of like tugboat, uh, people a bunch of like rescues a bunch of firefighters they were like incinerated the same they thing destroyed that, half the city yeah, yeah the same thing that blew up in beirut uh-huh. the same like fertilizer like it's like super unstable fertilizer if it's not stored right if it's like a nuclear bomb or some crazy shit but yeah a bunch of tugboat uh folk went yeah i mean that. it's scary shit there's always a possibility that something like that could happen I don't know if you remember, like a year or two ago, it was at like the Vopac, I think it was. Yeah, I remember. remember. And uh, that one. I don't know what. I don't know if that was uh, what city that was. was I guess Deer Park. Yeah, it was in Deer Park. Yeah. Yeah, that was right across from where we tie up our boats. I got pictures of like all the black smoke and shit coming out, and for like a couple of months. That's really why you went to the doctor today. He's getting his black lung checked. <laughs> yeah, probably amongst other things. Yeah. Amongst all the fucking asbestos and lead paint that's in my body. <laughs> but no, it's things like that that, that happen, but. Everybody knows what they're doing out there, you know. Yeah, they know. Like they know th- three beeps, two beep. They got it all. One beep. They got that system figured out after a couple of years. Um, does your boat have a name? Um, I I have been on a boat with it. Yeah, they all have names. I've been on the Francis, but there's. I mean, I've been on so many different boats, and there's all kinds of names for them. Is it boats that are supposed to be named after women? It's not really a thing. There's most of our boats have men's names or. Names like half the boats on our fleet are like Greek and Roman gods, like the Atlas. And how'd you get Francis? It's a it's an old person who used to own the boat or something. I don't know. So if you own a boat, you're at, you're a captain of your own boat. You name it whatever you want. You got a clean slate. What are you going with? What would I name it? Yeah. Uh, I don't fuck. I don't know. I mean, You've got untold hours of, of empty space on a boat. No distractions. You never thought about this. It's not never crossed my mind. It's like no. one of those things. Just I know you're sitting around thinking about it. It's never something. <laughs> That'd I really, be the first thing I think of. Yeah, I wouldn't even get on a boat without thinking what I would name it. What, you, what would you name it? I've never been on a boat, so I don't know. I don't, I've never. Had, I've never had to think about it. Do you daydream a lot at work, Adam? Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> no, that, that's kind of like I'd a... I'd probably I, name it Tugger or something super cliche. Tugger. Yeah, from South Park. Oh. I mean, he's a tugboat. I thought it's because you spend a lot of time tugging here in your room. Ayo. Um, let's see. You have to give it like some kind of... You ever see how like rich dudes have like fishing yachts and stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's always like some kind of like clever name mm-hmm. that they give it, you know? Yeah, some kind of code name for their wife's pussy. or Yeah, something like that, like break time or whatever, like beer 30, stupid shit like that. Like stolen money. Or <laughs> <laughs> investment fraud. What's that supposed to mean? Blood money. Speaking of investment fraud, what are your thoughts on Bitcoin? I mean, if you know what to do and get into it, it seems like people are making money off of it, but I don't really, I don't really do shit like that. I wouldn't know where to start. I could barely keep my own fucking budget together i'm not a stock market guy at all i mean i have like a roth ira and you know a mutual fund and i saved my money and i bought a house that's where it's 
that's where it all start, starts and stops. Yeah, you bought your house right before everything went batshit insane, so I bet you've probably got... Yeah, they say the markets are like really booming right it's now. It's insane. That's, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I decided... So I'm on a month to month right now because I was like, I'm going to go buy a house. Yeah, My you lease should. was coming up. And then I like, started looking at the prices like, fuck that. I was like, I don't care if the interest rates are nothing because you're paying triple what the this thing's worth. What's the point? They're going to get you one way or the other. You could get like a nice condo or something like that yeah i guess but i don't know it's just a you know i used to always i own a house and i was always with the thing like i need to buy a house you know i was you know my whole state of the course podcast is about kind of how i fucked my life up and got it back all together again i was broke and then i figured out a way to get it together and so i just rented forever and ever all through my 30s and i was like well i'm gonna eventually want to buy a house again it's my goal but really man like renting is not terrible because Everybody says it's this big thing where, like, you got to, like, pay yourself. Why would you pay somebody else? But when you think about what happens when you buy a house, so much of your money goes towards taxes and, in, and insurance and interest. Like 99% of your monthly payment is that. So, yeah. you know, say you're paying rent that's, like, $700, right? Right. So, yeah, you're giving away $700. But say, like, a guy who could afford a $700 a month rent but made a little extra money, maybe you could afford, like, a $1,700 total mortgage payment mm-hmm. well instead of paying that you're actually just saving that thousand dollars every month and you're not giving it to your landlord but you're also not giving it to property tax and all that so in reality if you could just sit around and just save up a shitload of fucking money and live in a cheap apartment which you do I mean, i'm not <laughs> guessing this is expensive <laughs> you're but correct. like you could you're not throwing that money away you're saving it you could just save up a big nest egg and like in reality you could go buy a nice house and Put fifty percent down. You could save up a hundred grand and go buy a house, right? You know? Or also, the risk other, it all on Dogecoin or GameStop yeah. or some crazy investment shit. The so. other thing about you know, I've rented for a long time. The other thing about it, but I work in home remodeling, and that's another thing you talk with. I talk with customers about all the time. They're like, "Oh, well, I didn't realize when I bought a house, I would have to spend so much money on the upkeep of my house, right. or you have a flood, or you have a pipe break, or a water heater leak, or an electrical fire, and you're out ten grand from this little thing." And a lot of times, people don't have any money to take care of it. I'm like, "Yeah, it costs a lot to maintain your house. It's not just pay your mortgage." And you don't, and a lot of times when you, a lot of people say, oh, well, I want to come put in a new kitchen and then I'll get that money back. I'm like, eh, you usually don't always get that back. You it's not guaranteed. It, right. It's like, you got to be really smart with how you do that. Mm-hmm. So I, there's really nothing wrong with renting. I don't know. It's no. kind of a weird thing to think that you would want to put yourself into debt. Right. It makes, Massive it really debt. makes sense if you feel like you can buy a house with the potential right. to pay it off is, is kind of what my goal is. Right. You know, but just to borrow a shitload of money because so much of it is given away. Right. Plus that's what I was thinking about just like logically like, all right, so you say you are paying yourself, you're paying it off. And if you end up owning it outright, then that's great. You don't have to pay this certain amount every month. But, uh, that, that real value is never realized till you sell it. But then every time you sell a house, you're going into another house that's probably just as expensive, or you're starting the whole bullshit <laughs> thing yep. over again, and you're paying yeah. even more. It's like possibly. It, I mean, it, the only person who ever gets anything out of a house is the kids that inherit this house that's already been paid off, or and then it's like you, a windfall. Or if you own a few houses and you rent them and use that as income. I guess that too. Yeah. Right. Like I can see you being a landlord. 
I, I, I'm not that type of person to do something like that. I wish I could. I'm just too fucking undisciplined to follow through. <laughs> to collect <with> money? <laughs> you look like somebody in the mob who collects money. Like, well, you no, look like, like Luca Brasi or whatever yeah. it was. Like, are we gonna have a, we gonna have a problem or what? Exactly. <laughs> he slips into it perfectly. Yeah. No, what it is for me is like I'll, I'll be on the boat. So you know I'm there for a week. If the first day I get on the boat, I get, the rent was due and it was never paid. I, I got six more days before I even get off. Or if the, something wrong well, in the house, scenario, if, the water, if the water's pouring into the living room, it's like, well, I, I can't get off the boat for four more days. That guy might just be like, well, fuck it, I'm leaving. Yeah, you know things like that. Just fuck. I just don't have the patience for it. Well, you can have. There's management companies that you can pay to do all that for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, possibly, or just have somebody who you knew. But my goal is to well, like what you said. Like, I'm gonna eventually sell my house, and then see what you could do. Is if you had a house paid off, uh-huh. you sell it, and then you could just downsize. You know, if I sell my house for a big amount and buy something for like half that. And then I'll just go live out in the country by myself and just be even more of a fucking hermit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Live off of the woods and not bother anyone. <laughs> just be left alone. That's one of my goals when I retire. I just want to be left alone. You're going to retire. A small think, house. If you retire, you're going to retire in Houston or you're going to go off to the mountains? I'll probably, leave. I'll probably leave. I'll probably go to the mountains. You yeah. see you in Montana yeah. or some shit just living I'll probably. The I might go, I'll see how I might go back to Iowa. I just want to yeah, just smoke weed and watch wrestling. That's, <laughs> That's all I want to do. Just be that sweet old man. So do you want to watch... Real wrestling? You want yeah, to like watch? college wrestling and high school wrestling. You get enjoyment out of that. Yeah, I do. I guess that's one of the things. Like that's like one sport. I think you have to have played it to fully appreciate it. Probably because like even during the Olympics, I'm like I can't watch this. It's like I don't understand it because I never I never did it. So I don't understand how the point system works. I don't understand. What like, it means when you flip somebody one way or you pin them a certain way, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it's very much kind of like a niche sport, and they're trying to grow it. Like the coverage has gotten much better. Mm-hmm. The uh, ESPN covers the Division One national tournament really well. It's like to me, it's the most exciting weekend of the year. It's just, it's amazing three days because the coverage. Yeah, is forget from, March Madness. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> wrestling is way better, and it's, it's at the same time. But see, like the Division One national tournament used to be on ESPN, but all they would show is the finals. And it would just be like an hour and a half long program. So there was no breaks for commercials. They would just like take a commercial break in the middle of the match. You know what I mean? <laughs> it'd be like, or like they'd come right back. They'd be like, all right, we're here at 157 and it's the second period that scores five to three. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> we missed like the whole first period, like so much action. Wait, they go by periods? Yeah, there's three periods. Like in hockey? Sort of, yeah. Is it their timed periods? And you like try to rack up as many points as you can? Yeah, it's three, yeah, three, two, two, and so yeah, there's ways of scoring points. So, like you throw them out of the ring, sumo style. Is that an option? And <laughs> it sort of is now. I mean, different types of wrestling. I can freestyle. There's a real clear step out rule. If you step outside the lines of point, now if you back out and you kind of force your, if you force the action off the mat intentionally, then it, you can give up a point. So do you throw down salt? To honor uh, the gods yeah. at the front at the beginning. No, you just throw it inside your in your single head, down your crotch. Yeah, just so it gets it's a tradition. Nice. Yeah, it's just to tradition. get things nice and roughed up down. Get there. you real pissed off. <laughs> yeah. But no, like so that used to be like the full coverage. It was just that final round, mm-hmm. and now they have, you know, it's a every there's ten tournaments basically for each weight class, and they're all thirty two wrestlers. So it's just ten huge brackets, and now they show like the first round, second round, semifinals, and that's all exciting. So. For me, it is, but everybody else doesn't know, and 
Everybody's like, we need to make this more of a universal sport, but I kind of like that it's a niche. I kind of like that not everybody knows about it. Yeah, it's like our it's like our little thing, you know. Yeah, bunch of dudes. Yeah, a bunch of guys. Are there any, is there any crossover appeal? Do women get into men's wrestling? They don't. Well, women's wrestling is now becoming much more popular. Like, there's a one or two like college programs. I think I don't even know. There's probably more than that, but it's starting to become more popular. High schools are starting to have women's teams. Women wrestle each see, other. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I've even coached some women. There is no chance that watching women's wrestling is more boring than watching women's basketball. It's just not possible. You think women's basketball is boring? Extremely, yeah. You don't think they deserve as much as the men? That's obviously your job. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. Uh, you probably don't think the women's uh, soccer team deserves as much. Actually, that's the one sport <laughs> in America where the women's team I can't believe more you would say that. Than the men's team. Men's... Wait till everybody in the Houston comedy scene hears this. <laughs> I have Wait a joke till... about it. I literally have a joke about the WNBA. Like, the NBA's come back, but they have a rule. Where only they can only have ten percent of the audience. It's a COVID thing. I set it up better, but uh, yeah, yeah, they call it the WNBA rule because <laughs> it's only ten percent of the normal audience. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to watch that shit. But um, no, it's like so. How did you? So was your first sport wrestling? No, I played uh, baseball and basketball and football when I was a kid. I wanted to be a, a high school. My dad, well, my dad wanted me to be a high school basketball player. Because he was my coach, but I was kind of done with it at that point. I tried out for the team just because he he told me I had to, and I didn't get picked. I went out for wrestling the next day, and then so, I ended up wrestling. You, you're always assuming very tall for your age. Yeah, I was a tall kid, tall lanky kid. So you were lanky at one point because you're definitely yeah. not lanky now. You're no, like not very, anymore. Like, like, I played basketball with Pat uh, a couple weekends ago. He was a bunch of comics do a basketball every Saturday here in Houston, and. Um, Pat came out, and I was like, this is going to be, he's going to get run off this court. Because I just figured, like, he's not that fast. Like, <laughs> like he's going to have a trouble keeping up. He threw people around. I don't know if that has to do with your wrestling background, that you know, like, leverage, and it's like, just, you could not move him. And he could, like, literally move you from where you are to where, and he would get wherever he wanted to go. I was like, yeah, I can't guard this guy. It's impossible. Yeah, it's a big body to, to deal with. Yeah. yeah. I was but just still, trying to take like, up space. Well, I had some Will skills. Is not as, Will Loden, like, tall as you, maybe even, no, maybe not as tall. Probably close. He's about my, yeah, he's up there. Uh, probably weight-wise, probably similar. Close, yeah. But, like, he's not nearly as sturdy. Like, he's, like, yeah. it's he's just a like, little softer. Like, you're just like, Jesus Christ. He's, like, getting wherever you wanted to go. So. Well, I mean, I had some of my old school, like, skills from when I was young kind of uh-huh. come back in. I've always been good at rebounding. But I miss a Most lot of gigantically tall people can <laughs> rebound pretty well. Well, I I need I missed so many shots when we played the other week, like putbacks. I could have had so many more points if I'd have just. I was out there by myself like a couple days ago. Just I'm gonna go out and practice on my own. Just to put like the mic, you know what the mic in drill. I would drill? love to be a, like somebody walking by this lone man on a basketball yeah. court, just at, right at the bottom <laughs> three, of the goal. Three foot shots, backs. yeah, <laughs> just right underneath the hoop, just taking a hundred shots in a row. Yeah. Like, what is this fucking giant doing? Like, is this guy on the spectrum? What's going on? Well, no, I like that the basketball they're playing with comics, and plus, like, I'm 40 now, and I'm just kind of like an older guy, so it's like I need to develop like that old man game. You know what I mean? Like my, you I don't, don't know, need that. You can play, You should be playing bully ball till you can't play basketball anymore. Well, see, like my uncle Tony, he's this this older guy, and he married my aunt, and he was a little older, so he'd be out there like in his fifties and sixties. Wait, your uncle married your aunt? 
Get hmm? the fuck out of here. So your uncle married your aunt? My uncle married Grant. Your aunt? Oh, yeah. Bad joke. Oh, my God. Just <laughs> killed the whole fucking momentum. <laughs> yeah, well, no, so he would like be like in his late 50s or 60s, mm-hmm. and he lived in Florida, but he would go down to the basketball court and play basketball with guys, just pick up games. But he was like this older, big older guy. It's like, that's, like, that's what I need. You need like that older man's like a little more savvy. You yeah. know, I'm not going to like dribble around people and do any crossovers or anything, all this. But I could throw some no-look passes. I could post up. Uh-huh. I could get a rebound and a putback. I could be productive is what I'm trying to say. For sure. I mean, that's my whole purpose whenever I play basketball. So I know I'm not going to be the best player, and I'm not going to be the second, third, fourth best player. But I'm going to, whoever I'm guarding, I'm going to try to stop them as best I can and then be productive on the offensive end as and best when they I can. throw you a chest pass try not to have it break your face <laughs> exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know what's coming i just go yeah. right into your don't nose. have the ball stripped from you on multiple <laughs> occasions don't get blocked too much don't um, get pushed into a fence and say get the fuck out of here white boy <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> which is happening don't on be like that guy in the team where halfway through the game it's like nobody's passing to you and then exactly. you realize oh my god i'm the worst one here my new goal is just having played quite a few times um, it's just to never be that person who's like getting called out by his teammates. Like, man, you got to guard that guy. Like, you gotta, I'm like, that will guy, never yeah. be me. I'll never be the person who's just like fucking getting blown by. Radliff getting blown by again. Or it's, I it's could tell bad. you a funny story. Like a couple of years when I used to live in Galveston, I more than a couple of years ago, over ten years ago, I, I used to live in Galveston, and there was a court not far from my apartment. And I went down there and I was shooting hoops one night, and this kid was like, "Man, you should come back some whatever this night, Tuesday nights. We play pickup games." He's like. Come on back. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, anybody can show up and we'll just we'll play, you know? Mm-hmm. So I told my buddy Tibbs, this, this guy who's a friend of mine, about it. And he's a kind of a big athletic guy. I said, man, these guys are playing pickup basketball. Like, we should go down there and play. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, man, me and you get to play together a little bit, pass it around, and fucking we'll go play one game. It'll be fun. He's like, fuck yeah, that sounds good. So we get down there and then uh, we both walk around, we're dribbling, and Tibbs is like, so who's got next? And so, oh, I don't know. And Tibbs is like, well, I'll, I'll get, like, you take it. Tibbs is like, all right, I got next, I got next. And I'm like, all right, me and Tibbs are going to, we'll play whoever wins. Hopefully, we don't get beat, but I'm going to be playing with my buddy Tibbs. We're going to be, get my heart pumped, we're going to be playing again. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, all right, man, who you got? Tibbs is like, all right, I'll take this guy over here. And then the other guy's, and then I'll take this man, and I'll take my other dude over here. And I, he didn't even pick me. <laughs> The motherfucker. He was like one of my best friends. Son of a bitch. Like I introduced. You invited him. I invited this. him. And then I had to sit out like with my hands in my like while I watched Tibbs running the court and fucking you know setting picks and shit. I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? I brought you here. You couldn't at least pick me. Dear God, that's not a friend. That's an enemy. Like it hurts enough when you don't get picked right. among, amongst everybody. Uh-huh. But like when your own friend is down there for the first time. Are you still friends with this guy? We're still friends now, but like I just remember, like you fucking asshole, man. <laughs> yeah, did y'all go have beers after? Or uh, like I like I'm like if we rode together, I'm leaving his ass. Like, oh, I can't remember, but so I ended up having to get next on the last, you know, what I mean, on the next game, and by then it was. That's just, when you, you know, blow him up down low, like you like, oh no, I'm guarding this guy, and he goes through the lane. You go Jordan rules, hacking him, like no layups, like you just take his arms out. I guess so. I don't know. It's fun. I love shooting hoops, though. Like, that mm. game we played, like, two Saturdays ago, my fucking heart was racing. Uh, you were running around all over the place. I mean, my team won, like, three or four times, and halfway through the first game, I, I was like, I'm ready to be done. Is this why you went <laughs> I was to ready. I was, I was, like, <laughs> wanting to call for a substitute. Like, my fucking heart was beating out of my chest. Well, that's what's I thought good. I was going to throw up. That's what's good about how I, like, how I play and 
where my I know where I am on the hierarchy of the pecking order of basketball. I'm going to be the best of the bad players. So I'm like I'm aiming to be the best of the last picked, but I'm still picked. That's what I'm aiming to be. So that way I can guard the worst player on the other team. And I know basketball. So we're playing with a bunch of comics. Mm-hmm. Vast majority of them have probably never played any organized basketball. Probably not even basketball fans. I'd say 50% of them are like that. Maybe actually probably like 30% of them are like that. So if I'm guarding that kind of a person, I can just, play, it's like racquetball. You play like position. You just, you hit it to where they're not. And you can be like, all right, I can slack off them over here. Because if they throw it to them, I can recover fast enough to get, them, get it, stop them. And I can help on defense here. And you play a certain kind of game to where you never really have to exhaust yourself. Even if your opponent's running around trying to like Reggie Miller shit and like run off screens and like, all right, you run around and get yourself real tired. I'll play uh, smart and not wear myself out. So I'm like dead after a game. Yeah. Well, like for someone like you, who's just trying not to be the worst, like what you should do is just play good defense. And if you see like your teammate needs uh, needs to throw the ball, try to get open. Yep. If he gets trapped, you know, if you could just do that, then people will be like, oh, well, at least he has some sense of what's going on. Because yeah, yeah if you're the if you're just the worst player out there and all you're doing is making it harder, I right? Know, exactly. That's a, you don't want to be long that as burden. You, as long as you d up when it's time to play d, I always d up. You know, I actually tr- make a, an effort to get a rebound once in a while. I'm a decent shooter too, so that helps. And I've, like people have played with me enough to know that I'm like a decent shooter, so that helps. Um. But yeah, I'm not gonna be getting any rebounds. Like I'm not gonna be. That's what that's what sucks with for a big guy. You will, uh, Cornelius, a couple other people. Like you're expected to be down low, gobbling up rebounds. Like that that's fucking tough because you get a couple people like wiry guys who are having to jump to try to even reach the level where you can just pick reach and you get yeah. bu- bumped There's into. There's a couple of times I was just telling my teammates, just shoot it, just shoot it. Yeah, like, like, I'm going to get <laughs> the I'll try to get it. Well, that was like when we used to play when I was a kid. That was one of our plays. My dad came up with this play. He's like, all right, here's how we're going to win. Just come down and shoot the ball. Pat will get the rebound and put it back in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And I scored like 27 points as like an eighth grader. <laughs> from putbacks because I, you know, I was much taller than everybody. Right. That was the play. He's like, all right, one play is give it to Pat and he'll try to make a basket. The next play is shoot it. And see if Pat can rebound. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good strategy. It's a winning strategy. So uh, we uh, we talked about the tugboat life. Talked about your uh, uh, wrestling a little bit. How did you get into comedy? How did that How did that break? Oh, I mean, I I, I mean, it's kind of it's not a real exciting story. I used to listen to podcasts all the time, and then I uh, just they were always talking about doing comedy, like Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan and stuff, and. They just talked about it all the time, and I was just like, well, if I'm just going to listen to them talk about it, I might as well just go do it. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was living in League City, and uh, you know, and I hadn't moved to Houston yet. I think that it was the first time I ever went on stage. It was kind of weird, though, because I actually went on a, uh, a date. Like a, it was like a, I think it was, a, was it a Tinder date? It might, it might have been a Tinder date or just some girl, but she lived up in this area. The fucking balls. You're telling me the first time you ever went on stage, you went on a first date. No. So here's what happened. Oh, my God. I was like, Jesus (laughs) Well, no, but it was. But she didn't go to the show. So, like, on my way up there, you know, I had doing comedy was on my mind. Like, oh, I I better be cool to try, you know. I always like kind of getting up in front of people, making an ass out of myself. I was like, I bet bet it would be so much fun. And so I remember meeting this this girl at uh, Max's Wine Dive in uh, Montrose or Midtown or something. Yeah, it's great. Over there on, like, 
Fairview. 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 Yeah. yeah. And so I uh, ended up driving past St. Dane's on the way there, and I saw mm-hmm. whatever Thursday night it said open mic tonight, and I was like, holy shit, there's an open mic like right there. Mm-hmm. So I remember going on this date, and this girl was just like whining and compl- it was like a second date. She's just like complaining, like I just was just gonna get like a glass of wine, like and have a couple drinks with her and just talk. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think I want dinner. Like, we should get some dinner. I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm like, Well, I'm not really hungry. She's like, Don't you want to get some dinner? We should do that, or I don't know, being so bleh, <laughs> so you, you weren't know? into it. <laughs> so immediately, and all I'm really thinking about is, I'm gonna go try that fucking. In my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm gonna go try that fucking open mic. <laughs> well, I actually can't wait for this date to be over, mm-hmm. so that I can go to fucking St. Dane's and uh, do comedy. Right. You know, the, the date just ended. I was like, All right, well, you know, bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I ended up going to St. Dane's and you remember you know Stephen Padilla yeah he I was saw there, him the other day he actually. was there he was there running it and I asked him like how it worked and he's like put your name down you get five minutes I gave you the light and then that was the first time I did it mm-hmm. and then but I still lived in League City so then I didn't do it like for several more months and then I just wanted to live in Houston because I was living in League City how's the set go oh it didn't go good <laughs> <laughs> and I I went up and I just talked about these these people that I worked with because uh-huh. I used to do impressions of them. This this black guy named Ernie and this Spanish guy named Enrique, and I would were, like I would do their voices. Yeah, were you in blackface on stage? No, stop, my my buddy Ernie used to talk <laughs> like this. He said, "Pat, pick that shit up, and put it over there. Pick that cord up, and throw it away." So I would just do that. It kind of sounds like Mr. T, but I just went up. I went up and like did that voice. You know, like didn't my, go well. And I remember there's this dude sitting in the front row. This black guy was just sitting there looking up at me, like this look on his face, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? He wasn't, his body was like, he wasn't facing the stage directly. His body was like to the side. So he was like looking over his shoulder at me. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> did know you do the full there. five minutes? I think so, yeah. I just did those voices for a while, <laughs> Ernie and Enrique. And then I'm like, all right, that's it for me. And then, you know, I stayed. But then I ended up moving to Houston. Like when I moved up here, I just, I was so sick of living in League City, like the suburbs. I just fucking hated it. I was so sick of going to bars and just the same women. Everybody living out there, like women just, you're either like living with your parents or you just got a shitload of problems or a kid. Or, <laughs> there's no like, you know, single successful 30 something women just living in League fucking City. living in Webster. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they're all living up here. So I was like, I just drove through this through the city one day, and I just ended up finding an apartment. I'm like, I'm just gonna pick an apartment complex, and that's where I'm gonna be. Wherever I am, that's where I end up. Mm-hmm. And so I was at that place. I was you, you were at Bayou yeah. Park, which was like centrally to all the open mics. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, after a couple of months, I just started going to open mics again mm-hmm. and just started doing it a bunch. But do you miss it at all? Miss what? When's the last time you did an open mic? Like a week ago. Which way? Where? Uh. Last week I did uh I did Rudyard's twice I did I did a whole week of them. Damn, I did uh, nice. I did Jeff Joe's show. <laughs> the the best mic in town. Like, yeah, I come back. I just immediately get on at Rudd's. Well, and... you know, hey, what can you say? <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> but no, I used to love going to uh to Darwin's. Did you ever yeah. do that? That was the first place I ever did it. It was a it was a crummy one, but I just liked it. It, was, it always felt like home to me because mm-hmm. I guess because it was my first one. That was the first. That's I thought you said you did St. Dane's first. Oh, not stories. Dollars. Yeah, no, St. Dane. I get them mixed up all the time. St. Dane's. Have you done St. Dane's? No, it's done. You never did it? Been done for like a while. That's, right? that's the one I did for the first time. Right. Yeah. And that always felt like my home, mm-hmm. my home base. Darwin's. Uh, Darwin's is 
it's okay. Steady. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, exactly. It's, At least it's there every week. Exactly. Uh, now, fucking uh, banditos are showing up every week. Like 10 bandito uh, oh, really? biker gang. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird development. Uh, I don't know if that's going to last or if they're checking it out. Maybe you got to work on your banditos material. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I'm not, making, I'm not making any jokes. So Motorcycles, actually, huh, fellas? What's up with that? So it's funny. You, I actually do have some experience with that because at Liberty Station, whenever I was running uh, things on Wednesdays, every once in a while there was like this, this like motorcycle meetup. But they were like the definitely like these are guys who all work in offices and but they happen to have motorcycles. So it was that kind of a, a meetup. These were like nobody had even leather like jackets, nobody had patches or anything. Very and so I would like I would try to fuck with them uh from the mic and like I'd make some jokes about their how what, what kind of CCs they had or whatever. You drive one of those um anyway, I tried to make jokes about it. No way in hell am I joking around with some banditos. They'll fucking kick your ass. Yeah, probably not a great idea. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what's going on with Darwin's. But how did it go? You you came back. You did try a couple sets. Um, I did great. Like I had like four or five in a row where like I was feeling really good. Mm-hmm. Like things went fucking great. Uh, and then I did another one at Rudyard's, and it was like bump bump bump. Exactly. Like I just I don't know like. They were cheering really hard for like a couple different people, and then I think the audience maybe they just wore themselves out or something because they were like screaming and like giving applause breaks over like not even real jokes, and people were like, "Geez, just let us get through these jokes," you know? Like people were just screaming, and then I went up and it's just like I don't know if they were just. <laughs> I mean, I hate to blame anything besides myself, but it was just like I, I just maybe I didn't come in with the right energy or something. I mm-hmm. kind of came in low key or something like that, but. You know, it's good. I, it's good to, for to have those kind of humble you again. Mm. You know, so some I'm of the, just out there trying to shake off rust. That's all I've ever. That's what I've been doing for like the past year. Like that's what I've been doing <laughs> since the beginning. You're shaking off rust that never really existed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's been his excuse for years. How long have you been doing stand up? Uh, I think I started in 2015. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I asked Palermo because we started like the exact same time. Oh, really? Yeah. So I think it'd be six years, but then I guess you don't count a year, but then. I spent half my time on the boat, so yeah. it's kind of embarrassing to tell somebody I've been doing it that long. <laughs> and, but yeah, like you said, like you have like a job that takes you away from it for like a large stretches of time. It's kind of tougher. Yeah, I don't know. Like for me, comedy is a thing I do. I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's parts of it I don't really like. I just like to go up. I like to try my jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an audience. I talk to the audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you go up, you do your thing. Hopefully, it goes well. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But like. I don't, I don't love talking about comedy too much, like on my podcast, but the whole like big picture of it and where are we all going with this and what's the big term and this mm. guy's going to do better and this guy's got potential. And left, I, I don't care about it. Hardly, I don't like right. whatever. You know what I mean? You got whistles to worry about. You can't be worrying about. I got to worry about how many whistles are going off. You know, <laughs> yeah. was that two or was that three? Exactly. I like, can't worry about if somebody else in the comedy scene is going to be successful or not. Do you think after you retire from the tugboat and you hear whistles in quick succession, you be oh shit, like an engineer better fucking start that engine up. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> no, what's what's so weird about like being on the tugboats is like so much of the like whistles and alarms that go off that happens in the middle of the night so you're always being woken up by it mm-hmm. 
So one thing that's really strange is like there's a beeper that goes off a pager. And so that's basically the office calling us to tell us that like we need your attention. We need to tell you something. And most of the time it's to tell us that we have a job. So the beeper goes off. Why the fuck wouldn't y'all just have cell phones? Because we sleep at night. You just... (laughs) Yeah, a text tone from your phone is so much more. Uh, okay, so like if you're on a, a boat, beeper. if you're on a boat made out of steel, yeah. and you're below the water line, do you think you're getting a good fucking cell signal? I guess not. Yeah, I, you're I, not. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Elon don't, Musk is throwing satellites all over the place. We should be able to well, get that. Well, some people who have to answer the beeper, they have to do it. How from, is the beeper getting signal? Through an antenna, a radio on top of the boat. They can't make that work for cell phones? Well, you don't need to. They have radios. We're not just going to answer a <laughs> cell phone every day. It's real simple for Why like, have pagers? All right? That's the, the crux of what I I'm don't saying. know. Like, why, would it, why, why does police have a dispatcher, Adam? Do you think they just want to call everybody on the There's phone a and tell them? a dispatcher and a pager. <laughs> pager's pointless. Pager's like, hey, I want you to call no, me. No, the, di- the dispatch is the pager. It's not a pager we wear on our fucking hip. It's in the wheelhouse. It's a radio, and it's a oh. beeper that goes off. <laughs> It's just like a police calls calls the police officer and says, we need you to head right now. They're not going to call and wait. I wonder what they want right now. Let me say, oh, there's a fucking, there's a homicide taking place. Okay, hold on. You got a pen? No, let me write that down. No, there's a fucking radio goes off and says, hey, answer this. We need you over there right now. Well, that makes way more sense. So I was thinking you had a pager and then you had like some kind of a, like a actual like, What's yeah, it? no, there's a, a pager. Phone, a phone booth on the deck. <laughs> that's right, yeah. You gotta go to the phone. No, they page Put in a couple of quarters. Yeah, and then, that's what, yeah, that's what it is. There's a pager, and then we answer that, and then we call them back. Yeah. And we're like, oh, did you... They're like, time. oh, did you need us for something? They're like, yeah, there's a fire going on down yeah. there. You guys need to go, okay, well, let me go. I guess we'll get started. No, the, the radio... We have a radio that's open, VHS radio, that we can talk to anybody. It's public mm-hmm. radio, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a... a per, there's like, I guess you... Oh, a one-to-one radio it's only private only we can hear them and they can hear us so we can hear the other boats and it's the company telling us to go what to do mm-hmm. so for order them to get our attention instead of just having our radio up all the time and calling us like hey francis come in we turn our radios down and when they need us they beep the boat so it's gotcha. just a beeper that goes off gotcha. it's kind of like a smoke alarm a beep 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 and you... well anyways like it might go off at like two in the morning, and if you're on if you're on duty from then, you have to run up there and answer it. But what's so weird is that like when I had my knee surgery, I was off for six weeks, mm-hmm. and then when I came back on, I was on the late shift. And since my body had just not heard that beeper in so long and just slept, the beeper was going off, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> like, and this is a job I've been doing for like eight years, and we're like for something like when your body just got so used to like not hearing it forever. I remember waking up like, "What the fuck is that sound? That's so weird." And now all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh fuck, it's the beeper." <laughs> Who knows how many <laughs> ships went down that night? <laughs> They're like, "Why can't get the fucking boat?" But oh, so man. much of the of being on the boat is just waking up from a dead sleep. Mm-hmm. having to go do something so my dad was a firefighter and every once in a while he would like bring us like that was like bring your kid to work day or whatever sh- shit back in the day and um fire station similar like it was like i don't know how these people sleep there's constant noise there's like an alarm that goes off every like certain amount of minutes like a beat like a like loud ass beeps the lights are always flickering on whenever there's like a call like, how the hell do you get any sleep? And they work 24-hour shifts. Why? Yeah. 
Why wouldn't they be 12 hour shifts and have a rotation? Cause they only work a couple of days a week. It's ridiculous. Why would they do it like that? That seems like just a poor, poor planning. Like you're, well, they're, firefighters are on for like a day or two, and then they're off for a couple of days. No, they're on for a, in Houston. They're on for a day, and they're off for at least two days. Like, why? Well, because you need, it's the same thing like being on a tugboat. It's a 24-hour operation. It needs to run around the clock. So, yeah, but does, well, see, a tugboat makes sense. You are away from dock for 24 hours or however long. A fire station, that fire station does not move. Those apparatus might go in and out for a long period of time. So I guess it could kind of fuck up ship change. Yeah, but either way, they need to be on call twenty at 24. It needs to be a nonstop operation. The firehouse just can't be like, all right, everybody go home and we'll come back tomorrow. You constantly need people in. Somebody yeah, that's why you have day shift and night shift. Yeah, but that'd be brutal to like go home for 12 hours and come back for 12 hours. That'd be even I'm worse. I'm not saying you have to do it every other day. But that'd be even worse than like just being there for a while. Like, us, we work on the boat seven days, right? And we like our seven days off. It used to be four days, but that like is too short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So imagine if it was only twelve hours at a time; it'd be fucking. Aw- it'd be a hell. They go, like, oh, I'm off. I'm home for twelve hours, and I got to go back for twelve hours. Yeah, if you'd much rather be off for a day and then go back for a day. What if it was twelve hours off, twenty four hours? Twelve hours off, twenty four hours. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Obviously, they do it for a reason that I don't understand, and they're probably smarter than I am. And there's a reason for it. But it just seemed like you're not getting the best care of somebody who's been on for 18, 20 hours as the first somebody who's on for five to 10 hours. They're got to be tired. Well, I mean, Nobody there's, only, there's only so many people to do it. It's the same thing with doctors in the hospital. Yeah. There's people who fucking do surgery. They've been on their feet for 18 hours. That's scary as shit, too. That's why I've heard this. Like, there's statistics that back it up. If you get a major surgery, you want to be the first surgery of the day. And oh, they yeah. Get Try worse to do them early. Yeah. Do them as early as you can. Is throughout the day, it's fatigue. It's just natural. So that's kind of fucked up. That's where you're just accepting that is how it's going to have to be. I've never understood why doctors work ridiculous hours. Nurses, doctors. You want to know why? Because they, the hospitals make more money by not having an additional shift. Don't you worry about how much time we got, Pat. I don't know. Can I have another drink? And fuck, I'm going to be like Adam Ratliff. That way I don't have to stress out. Just show up. The house is a fucking pigsty. Whatever. First There's off, beard hair all over the bathroom. I don't know if I call this a pigsty. I've seen much worse. Um, yeah, could you go for a sweep? Absolutely. Uh, could you go for a little bit more lighting? Sure. Definitely. Uh, calm down. Uh, you ever go over to a girl's house? Like Very rare. Hook up. You know, oh, I know you don't. <laughs> but like, you ever go like in a hookup situation, and it's just like a complete fucking mess. Yes, I have. So experienced it's that, gross. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? It's like confusing. It's just like, man, like this isn't good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first thing that you think when you walk in is like, oh no. <laughs> because yeah, but like, you really want to have sex, Pat. So you weigh these things out. Like, do I want to make a big deal out of this? Or do I want to get laid? But like, I don't know. Like when you're younger, like I remember like when I'd be in college and then I'd go over to like a girl's dorm room and it was like, you know, I'm used to living in a guy's, college guys are all filthy. And then you go like to the girl's, girl's apartment and it's like, things are soft and sweet. There's pictures on the wall. It's clean. It smells nice. It's organized. And it's just like, ah, yeah. It's like this, it's like a little bit of normalcy, the break from just like, college fucking debauchery life yeah. and it's like it was such like a little like like 
I don't know what the word is for, like a respite or something. Just yeah. a getaway of just like it's so nice and it feels good, and you just kind of want to hang out there, you know. And then until so now, like then you meet women who are a little bit older, or you meet some woman in her thirties, and she's just you know she's she's busy and she's just got she hadn't taken out the garbage yet, and she needs to do her dishes, and she's got a cat that's fucking shedding all over the place and maggots. It's just like. You go into the bathroom and it's just a fucking. It's just like, oh no! Like, <laughs> I was hoping for something so much different. <laughs> this one time, I, I, uh, I had this this lady I was meeting up, but this is a long time ago, and I had drove like so far to get there. I met her. This is when I lived in Galveston, uh-huh. and she lived like not far from here, like in Bel Air, and uh, she was all right. Uh, but she was a uh, she was wearing like a corset the night that. I met her like as a Mardi Gras or whatever, so she looked really good in this corset. And then the next night, she wasn't wearing a corset anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Things kind of weren't as together as they once were. (laughs) Dude, we get to her fucking house, and I guess she does. It's like she catfished you. She was in an outfit that happened to be uh, more flattering. We get, I get, so I drive so, I mean, so far to her house. It took me forever to get there from Galveston, like an hour and fifteen minutes. And so I That's get, how far some people drive to work every day, Pat. But I get there and we start, we started drinking. She liked to drink. We actually went to the Mucky. I remember that's the only time I, we went to the Mucky Duck. You know where that is? That sounds familiar. Jeff Joe was doing comedy shows there that's, for a while. Yeah, exactly. But we went there and saw some music and we get back to her place and it was like, no. Like it was so <laughs> bad. It was like, and then so she did like costumes like for a local theater group. So she would like make, she would make, so yeah, so she, that's why she had all this costume shit and like she had a small little house and half her living room was just like all this costume shit and she made like paper mache masks, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For like masquerade parties, so like these big faces made out of paper mache were like all over the fucking living room. It's just like, oh my gosh, she had this annoying dog that was just all up in our business, you know, I'm like. We go into her I can kitchen. I'm picturing his mind racing <laughs> when he's walking in there. He's like, I just like what? every little problem he's picking Yeah, up. and in my mind, I'm just like, I'm so far away from home right now. And just, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I drank too much, and now it's like 1 a.m., and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> You know, it's like putting on any of the masks. It's like that. It's like that scene in Goodfellas. You know, where Joe Pesci thinks he's getting made, and he walks in. He walks in, and there's nobody in there. He's just like. No, <laughs> it was like that, you know. No, and then do so. She's like, "Do you want to drink some wine? I have some. This is the first time I ever had port. You ever had port wine? No, I'm not from. You the ever fucking had? You ever had port? 1600s. Port? No. Port's like it's kind of like a dessert wine, right? It's like is it really it's supposed sweet? To be super strong. It's right? really strong and, and kind of really sweet, and they normally give you like a little Tiny bit. Little, yeah, and it's it's kind of expensive, but I had some and it was really good, but. I remember going into her kitchen and just a mountain of dishes coming oh, out of man. the sink. I'm just like, yeah, God. Like me personally, she was testing you. She like was- for me, like I've been single for a while and I'm and I'm in the dating life. But mm. you can always tell how many dates I'm going on based on like how clean my apartment was. Mm-hmm. Like if my place is fucking spick and span, it's like I've been going out a lot, you know. Because <laughs> when I go out a lot, because he comes back, he's in a good mood. He's like cleaning. Well, he's doing. <laughs> he's whistling a little tune. Well, no, because like dancing. There's with something the about being out in a possible hookup scenario, knowing that your place is like nice and clean and put together. All the underwear's picked up. The bathroom's clean. The bed is made. The kitchen doesn't have any dishes. Just knowing that is like, oh yeah, I can bring her back, and it's going to be nice. 
you don't want it to bring her back with the back of your head is like, oh, as soon as I walk in the door, I got to go fucking pick all this. You know, there's a fucking pizza yeah. box on the floor. Sure. So, anyways, do you think that well, I have, like I don't think this apartment's in a state that I would be embarrassed if somebody came back? Nah, here. it's it's workable. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not. It's a like bachelor's your, apartment. Yeah, for it's, sure. it's doable. But anyways, we go. I go to so I go take a bathroom break. Right, I go to the bathroom. And you know that mid coitus or before? I think I had kissed her a little bit, uh-huh. and her, she had this like dry mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and her lips were like really, her mouth lips were like just loose. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> well, no, but like she had loose, she had loose lips, but like her pussy they loose or dry. Make they were loo- they were loose and dry, but like that you would hear not even possible. But you would hear loose and dry. I wasn't talking about her vagina. I was talking about her fucking her mouth. It was loose and dry. It, was, it felt like I was kissing my dad. Just, you know what I mean? It was like, How oh. do you know your dad's got a loose, dry mouth? He just looks like my dad's got bad breath. He smoked for 30 years. It's just This is what it would be like to kiss my old man. And, and then the dogs in there jumping in. This annoying dog is on like the back of the couch. I go take a bathroom break. And do you know that? Collect yourself. Do you know that space between like the, the, the bowl and the back of the toilet, or like yeah. where you, where you yeah, yeah, yeah. screw down the the seat that you yeah. attach it, it's yeah. like a it's like a rectangle shape. Yeah, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That needs a wipe down every once in a while. It's right. always a check every couple of days. Anybody is just do a little wipe. It looks like she had. It looks like she had shaved her complete butt. Like about as much <laughs> hair as is on your face right now, Adam Rathlip. Like imagine if you went and shaved your fucking beard and threw it all right into that. And you threw it all right into that space. That's what it. That's how much hair was on that little rectangle. It was impressive how much fucking hair could be on there. So never. It's like she shaved her bush just like right onto it. Like it's like she was aiming for it. So how long did y'all date? Well, I ended up going into her bedroom. Of right? course you did. So I go into her bedroom, and I think she might have put on like a little like. All these costumes, right? So then she puts on like a little nighttime negligee or something like that. Right. And then I just, I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to have sex. Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to do it. Like, I just, I didn't want to. I was so just not in the mood. And she was like laying on me and she's like, are we going to do it? I was like, oh yeah, I'm tired, you know? And then she starts rubbing her leg on my leg and it was all like prickly. You know what I mean? I mean, not that a girl, not, not that that's ever would like stop me. If a girl hadn't shaved her legs, that's cool. Like, I don't expect a girl to be perfect all the time. It's fine, whatever. But like, right. that was just one more thing where I was just like, oh. But so I was like, I'm not having sex with her. I can't have sex with her. I wasn't going to. And, but it was like, by this point, it's like 2.30 in the morning. And I drinking all this port wine, and I was just like, I like a, <laughs> that's somehow it sells the story so much. Well, dude, if it was a fifteen minute ride home, I'd be like, yeah, let me hop in my car and go. You know, this is well before Uber or anything. So I was just like, I've always been one of these dudes who, when I would go to somebody's house, I would just crash on a couch, and when the sun comes up, I would get up and go. Just something about six thirty a.m. I feel a little bit safer being on the roads with the sun up than I do at two in the morning when you're the only one. Right. So I just laid in her bed for like. The next four hours, did you just get any sleep? Are you just, stare, just staring at the ceiling, dude? Just literally, like, <laughs> just looking where did right, my life go wrong? Right up at the ceiling for a good three to four hours. <laughs> Be honest, with until me. finally I felt that sun coming up to the window, and I was like, All right, "I think I'm gonna go now." <laughs> so brutal. Be honest. Did you see her again after that? No, it was the last time. Yeah. <laughs> but that was one of those times where it's 
I knew another I knew another girl in Galveston. She's actually still a good friend of mine. She's a really cool person. But she had had a cat. She mm-hmm. had several cats, but she would they would shit in her in her house on her carpet. No kitty litter. Or there was no kitty litter, but let me let me ask you let me let me I've ask you guys cats. something. You never had have you ever had a cat? Yeah. Now let me ask you something. When the cat shits on the carpet, how long do you let it sit there? Oh, I picked With, it up immediately. Immediately, right? Immediately. Within about, you see shit on the floor. That's got about 30 seconds before it's getting picked up. Right? Yeah. yeah. I walked in her house. I walked in her house and there was shit that had been there. <laughs> shit that was hanging around. <laughs> like, I saw some shit and I, I told her like, hey, there's, your cat took a shit. She's like, oh yeah, that's been there for a little bit. I was like, for a little bit? <laughs> like, I was pointing that out because I thought we just got here and the cat had since <laughs> shit since we were out. But this is shit you were aware of. You left the house. And then I look around the house. It was like an Easter egg hunt. There was like little pieces of shit everywhere. I was like, this is insane. Like, I get it. You like cats and all. But it's like, no, you're the only person I know who doesn't immediately pick up shit on the ground. Like a dog shits on the carpet. You don't say, oh, I'll get to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's an immediate pickup. Yeah. Yeah. But then she was, she was really, she was a really short person. She was like, Really short. So she's closer to the shit to pick it up. There's no excuse. Well, yeah, exactly. But no, she's like four foot eleven short. Okay. Like tiny little thing. Yeah. And then one time, the hell she doing with your fucking giant ass? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of those things. But then, so she was in her bathroom, and then just outside of the bathroom, she was taking a shower. Right. She's like, I want to take a shower. And then I was looking at the bathroom. I was like sitting on a couch, and right outside the bathroom door. Like a foot away from the bathroom was a piece of a piece of cat shit, and I'm like, she's in the bathroom now, and there's like a piece of shit guarding the door, right? And I'm just like, I'm just gonna watch and see what happens. And I swear to God, I hear the shower stop, right? I hear the curtain open. A few more minutes go by, and then she opens up, she opens up the door, and she has a little robe on, right? This yeah. tiny little girl, uh-huh. she, and she's just like, she puts this little robe on, covers her chest with it, and she's just holding it. She. She looks down, she sees the shit, and then she steps, her short little legs, tiniest little legs, like step over the shit, and then just continue on into the bedroom. And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm so done. Like, you looked at it, and you stepped over it. And that was a big step for her, because her legs were so short. Like, that was like a long reach, and she made this, that's like me stepping from here to your fucking kitchen. That's like... That's like me stepping over your couch. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm done. No more. Like, that's it. We're still friends, though. I mean, God bless, you know? <laughs> you had an interesting life. <laughs> oh. She cooked good meatballs, though. She's Italian. Oh, she sounds like a nice gal. Uh, she is. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. I guess, I guess everyone's got their little blind spot. Like, every, like some people are just not neat people. Like, what would be your blind spot if you had, like, if, if, there's, if we've lined up all of Pat's exes, and we're like, all right, all right, tell me about your experience with Pat. What do you think would be like your messy room equivalent? Oh, I don't know. Probably just like putting things off to like a ridiculous pace, <laughs> not opening mail like for a you long. You obviously don't put everything off. If you get shit on your floor, you're picking it up right away. Yeah, but like I do my I did my taxes on April thirteenth. Like, <laughs> I wait to the last fucking minute. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I just I procrastinate every time I see mail. I just, I don't want to open it. I don't want to deal with it. Especially if it's like Most mail is useless, health insurance. You know, like the, the explanation, <laughs> explanation of benefits you get from like your right. health insurance. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it means. All these numbers, I, you look at it, you don't know if you owe money 
or if they're sending you a check or if this could just be ignored. I don't know what it is. I don't even want to fucking open it. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, so that's I'm like very, somebody I'm else similar in that way. Like, I all like the everyday stuff, no problem. I got like I clean up to a degree. I do my laundry, no problem. All this other stuff. Like, I work. I make it to work every day on time. I do all these other things on time. But when it comes to like real life adult shit, like where it's like reading, like you said, like your your benefits. Knowing when something's going to expire, I put everything on automatic pay. Oh, me too. Because I do not want to have to think every month, what well, did I pay this? Or did I pay that? Everything is on automatic pay. Like, there could be, somebody could be siphoning money out of my account right now. I would probably wouldn't notice as long as it was small. I'd be like, yeah, I probably went to the bar and bought a beer or whatever. That's why I look at my bank statement. I'm just looking for big numbers. Exactly. You know I, mean? yeah. I see like $30, $40. I'll see like $100. Oh, H-E-B. Okay, we're good. Yeah. I'm just waiting for that like $700 to show up at like, you mm-hmm. know, Golf Galaxy and be like, what the fuck? Exactly. It's just fraud. <laughs> but like, uh, it's those other those things that seem like they would be important to do. I'm just like, eh. It's just, I don't want that's, to that's that my time. dark little thing. I procrastinate and push. That's your it only off. thing. I mean, I mean, I have a lot of other private things that are super annoying. Speaking of super annoying, his uh, his podcast that used to be coming out like clockwork hasn't been out in a hot minute. What yeah, happened there? I figured you're going to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was going to be the first thing you asked me. I've I've shown incredible restraint not bringing it up till this point. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be the person who says it's I'm going to do it. I am going to bring it back. Uh-huh. It comes out when it's ready to come out. But I don't want to like, be... I'll not... pick up the, sh- the cat shit when I want to pick up the cat shit. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Yeah, it's not staying the course. No, it's not. But it will be coming back. I just... I haven't been telling people I'm going to bring it back. It'll just be back. It'll be back when it's ready to come back. I, it will be... A, uh, it will make my day the day I see that, that black uh, black background picture with you with the yellow print. It's like, oh, shit. Shit, here we go. Uh, we're fucking like, we're up I, and running again he so whenever i was first started comedy he had his podcast and there was another podcast uh, called the regular dude report which was done by a comic r.i.p brad grace married now yeah, those are like the golden years of houston podcasts. those were they were and it was <laughs> it was hilarious because they had a little like rivalry going together and one week i uh, I, I literally laughed out loud while listening to it pat was like all right are you are you gonna be uh you gonna take the side of the regular do report or stay the course? And he had like the oh, Game of Thrones theme music playing in the background. Oh, Grace, Grace Kirk! Oh my god, I was like crying. I was laughing. Yeah, Grace Kirk, and I think Jesse did one too. Yeah. Well, I would get them on, and then I would say like, yeah. "Hey, at the end of the episode, just just do this for fun. Just, I'm mm. gonna ask who you side with." Oh, it's hysterical. That was a shame when they uh, ended their podcast. So they ended uh, a little ways before. Brad moved. Yeah. Well, Jake had a kid, and Brad moved away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End of an era. I miss Brad Gray. Me too. Miss I miss Gray. him more now than I actually enjoyed hanging out with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's something like it. He was a great He was hang. one of those dudes that like, I liked. He's cool. All right. I'm down with Brad. But then he, now he's not around. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. I kind of wish he was. You know? Yeah. He was a great, great glue guy in the scene. He's a cool guy to see and talk to. He, he wasn't some like other people that are like full of themselves. You'd feel like you can't go talk to him or he was a very feel regular awkward dude. around him. Yeah, he's real. He's real friendly, easy to get along with. He talked to you about records. He talked to you about comedy. He talked to you yeah. about drugs. He talked to you about all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Sure, mine will come back, but basically, I don't know. I just I 
hit a certain point where like I just talking about like the pandemic and talking mm-hmm. about like lockdowns and like everything going on in the world was just so like down that it was. So just, you robbed us of another bit of our enjoyment. I know. The weekly I sort podcast. of did. <laughs> well, I did a couple Zoom calls. I don't know. I, I don't like. I don't like doing. No, it. it's just I did a couple of them. They were they're cool, but they're just like ugh. And when I listen to podcasts, I don't really like listening to them either. Mm-hmm. I like having somebody come over, mm-hmm. you know. And so, a lot of people. I had a bunch of guests lined up that were going to come do it. You know, people who had never been on the show again. Some unique people, mm-hmm. and they were all kind of like, "Well, I don't feel good with the pandemic." And so, like, I just kind of hit a couple weeks where I didn't have anybody coming, and then I did a couple here and there, and then I guess it just got away from me, mm-hmm. you know. But I do plan. I do plan to have a little comeback here pretty soon. I've recorded two. I'll get it back on. Not track. to make it harder for us to book anyone, but um, if I were you, I would like start recording on Tuesdays, at, like six, seven, six o'clock on Tuesdays, because you're really close to Dan Electro's, right? Tuesdays, yeah. I was thinking Tuesdays would be good too, and I like <coughs> it's my last day off the boat, so mm-hmm. I always like doing them on weekdays. Mm-hmm. I like doing them on like Mondays and Wednesdays. Well, I used to do them on Wednesdays because then we could just go jump over to Darwin's, but. Right. I like doing a weekday early because then after that, exactly, right, it can be like a little warm up for an open mic. So plus, like you can get people who are like have to drive in for the open mic anyway, like your Dan Horn scenes, and because Dan lives way south. Yeah, uh, but I think he's starting to work downtown. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and there's 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 some newer people in the scene now. Like when I did it before, I had kind of like for you especially. I got to a point where like I had ran through like so many people in the scene where like I felt like I had done like everybody. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of people had come back and done it a second, third time. And I was I kind of reached a point where I was like, man, I feel like I've just almost done like everybody. Like there's not too many people left, you know. There's a, there's a mm-hmm. few who have never done it. But now there's a there's a bunch of new guys out there who have popped up in the last two years that I've never had on that will probably be really great. You know, yeah. a couple of people I could just think of that be like, they'd probably be pretty good on mine. Did you so. have Dan on your podcast? Ornstein? Yeah. Yeah, he's done it. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, he's been on. So we'll get it back up. It'll pop up out of nowhere, and all of a sudden you'll feel good about it again. <laughs> yeah. What if the magic's gone? What if you've lost it? What's that? What if you've lost your interview skills? Oh, I think I could probably still interview people. But Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. I don't know. I, hate, I mean, don't want to put it... But whole process of it it's just it's a it's a lot of work you know what i mean i'm not trying to make excuses i'm sure you know what you know the same thing but not really actually i do most of the work oh, well, fuck then you don't know what it's like yeah, I know, bitch. Yeah. he's probably not his head like yeah it is a lot of fucking work yeah, <laughs> yeah and i do two podcasts <laughs> oh you do another one yeah another one with dan hornstein oh really yeah, yeah you listen to music yeah it's music review albums every week well Whenever I'm getting ready to do a podcast, I'm always like, oh, I guess it feels like, oh, I don't know. But, you know, like, it's like this chore I got to do. For me, well, it's always whenever, fun. Whenever, well, yeah, because you're like, you're like fucking Brad Gray. You just show up and <laughs> yeah. fucking talk, you know? Yeah. The only difference is it's at your place. You don't be like him, just show up at Jake's and then fucking go home. But <laughs> yeah. no, it's like. Show up at Jake's pretty hammered already. Right. <laughs> like the whole build up to it is always in. like, I'm a little anxious and then just like, oh, I got this thing I got to go do. But it's just like doing stand-up. Like, once it's over, I feel really good about it. I feel like I did something. You know, I was like, oh, we recorded another one. Like, oh, we're fucking feel nice. I can't wait to put that out. That'll be cool, you know? Yeah, how many episodes in? We're almost to 100. Yeah. Are you still planning on doing the the, blow, the 100th episode, top 10? Got to figure out something for it, yeah. yeah. It's in, like, I think it's going to be end of May or June, somewhere in there. We're almost there. 
Yeah. yeah, don't you normally do like top ten movies and stuff like we that? We do like top, a bunch of top five, bottom five. That's uh, that's what makes us different. We do bottom five because I like to shit on things, Pat. Uh, much like a cat in a living room, I like to shit on things. <laughs> Step uh, over them. <laughs> <laughs> so we usually do, we'll do like a top five and a bottom five of, of this and that. And like, uh, what would you consider yourself an expert in? Or what's an interest you have that other people may not? Where your input on a top five, bottom five might be unique. And don't say wrestling. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of. I know a little bit about a lot of shit. I'm actually studying so, a lot. I'm trying to be on Jeopardy one day. So I've just been studying a ton of shit. I've, they don't I've, make the the um, the nameplates and all that stuff tall enough to make you look normal compared to, know. to other people. I mean, I've like bend way down to write on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you broke the stylus. It's like, uh, sorry, that doesn't count. So what do you like? What would be like your specialty on Jeopardy? I mean, you you have to have a, know a lot about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Like my well, like I don't know. I could probably I could probably do pretty good about like classic rock or something like that if you wanted to do like a top five worst like overrated things like that a pretty good knowledge of like 70s rock and shit like that you know but when it comes to like superhero movies or fantasy movies and things like that like i'm way behind on those i've actually just decided that i'm gonna sit and watch all those what just so that i can like have knowledge of it for if i ever do go on jeopardy and they asked me like the most basic question about like a fucking superhero movie. Who and played I'm, Iron Man? Yeah, exactly. And I'm just be like, oh, I don't fucking know. You know, like I've never seen any of those movies. I've never seen any any Marvel movie. I've never not seen, even Spider Man. I think maybe the only movies I've seen are a couple of the Batman movies, like the Dark Knight. I had ones? never seen any Star Treks. I had never seen any. Uh, any of Lord of the Rings, and never seen a Harry Potter movie. Never saw any of those. The so. Harry Potter movies, I'm sorry, they suck. But like, I actually went back and watched. So I only watched the first one when it came out because I was in a, I was too old for it when it came out. So it wasn't my generation's thing. Yeah, I was. I'm older than it too. Yeah. So yeah, I get yeah, that. I'm, and then, so I didn't only watched the first one, and I had, it was during COVID when it first COVID like hard lockdown, and or as hard as we ever got anyway. And I was like, all right, got those, all this extra free time. Uh, so I watched all of them. I was like, this is garbage. These movies suck. Harry Potter comes up in Jeopardy all the time. That's unfortunate. And it's like, shit, it's questions that I don't know. I'm not even fucking close. I couldn't, my wildest guess. Typical like, mudblood, the right? What's the, <laughs> what's the lake that he found the fucking knife in? And I'm just like, I don't fucking have a clue. So my goal is to sit and just watch. I started with Star Trek, so I'm starting to watch. I'm gonna watch a Star Trek, then maybe, maybe, then maybe of the movies, Star Wars, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars. You've never watched Star Wars? No, not even the original three. The original when I was a kid, I saw oh, it a couple God, times. I was about to explode. <laughs> but beyond the first three, I haven't seen any. Why? I just had. I guess I, it, I'm I, not into sci-fi. What do you mean? But Star Wars, it's like a cultural moment. Yeah, I know. I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? This isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> what other things have you? I was avoided? like, this is actually a pretty good fucking movie right here. <laughs> like, he never watched Seinfeld. Never watched. Oh, see, I like stuff like that. Yeah, I like normal up. shit that seems like it's reality. It was fake shit, but I want to know it all. So have I'm you gonna... seen the Matrix? Yeah, I've seen the Matrix. Great movie. 
But I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna go through Star Trek. I'm gonna go through Lord of the Rings. Says Star Trek again. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> They're very different. I'm gonna go through Star Wars. I'm gonna go through Lord of the Rings. I'm gonna watch all the Harry. I'll probably read Harry Potter. And then I got to go through all the superhero movies. But I'm gonna start at the beginning. I'm gonna Let start. Let me do you a favor. Unless Superman. you already own Star or Harry Potter, watch the movies. The books. So I listened to a couple on tape. Just as bad as the movies. You might as well just burn through the movies, man. It's not a bad move, yeah. You could probably burn through the movies in a weekend. Yeah, you could definitely can. I did. That I just need to know who all the characters are and some basic shit, like yeah, who the bad guy is, who the teachers are, shit like that. Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. half the questions could be about the movies. I guess there could be some. But as long as cuts. you know the plot, yeah, basically exactly. they don't. The questions on Jeopardy don't far too far out of that. Yeah, and I didn't know this. Did you know about this about Jeopardy? They give you the categories. Before the episode. No, they don't. Yes, they do. I you can don't. look it up. They give you the categories before the episode. So they I don't, don't believe it. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can study up on those categories. That's why they, you think all these people are that good at general knowledge? Yes. Some people are. Some people read a lot of books and know a lot of shit. I'm t- I, look it up. I promise you. If I'm wrong, uh, I'll buy you beer next time I see you. You, oh, you buy me a beer, okay? <laughs> One whole beer, man. Yeah, that's almost worth not even fucking bothering to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> What's your the guy's gonna buy me a beer? Fucking, I doesn't want even. What's your beer choice? Just whatever, Bud Light. I mean, I don't know. You ever drink on the boat? No. That's the that's the kind of no that you know is a yes. <laughs> no, you got we you get fired instantly. So oh really? Just don't. Yeah. You can fire just if you have alcohol in your system. So, like, I show up to the boat, and I'm hungover. I still have alcohol in me. I could get fired. So, Hey, to get really serious, how close, and I'm assuming it's very close, is the life of a tugboat uh, deckhand to a deadliest catch Alaskan crab fisherman deckhand? Oh, that deadlift catch is way more dangerous. Yeah, I was kidding. It's way <laughs> shittier. Oh, can you imagine? That's terrible. We sit around in basketball shorts and watch TV. Yeah. And then wait, we wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you can't get a fucking cell signal, but you can get full-blown TV in this fucking iron boat? Well, there's a TV on top of the antenna on top of the fucking boat. And the- it doesn't accept phone <laughs> signals? No, we don't have a fucking cell phone tower. No. It's a fucking antenna. It's a TV they got antenna. Priorities right, I'll tell you that. Well, the TV antenna is on top of the boat. Yeah. And it sends an antenna signal down by wire to the boat. So what happens if like there's crew members who disagree on what they like? Like this one person who like likes dramas. Like can you imagine if there's a, a a crew member like no, I I I want to watch Downton Abbey. Like would that play? On the if, boat? If you're the captain of the boat, you can watch whatever the fuck you want. So is there multiple TVs on these boats? There's a, there's a, at least a TV in the galley, which is like the common area, the food area where you eat and cook food. There's always a TV there. Uh-huh. So if the captain says, turn to change the channel, you're going to change the channel. Right. But is he going to flex like that? Sometimes. I mean, if you he want to watch, watch something. Jeopardy, he's going to watch Jeopardy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. If the captain watches Jeopardy every day at 1130, we're watching Jeopardy. Yeah. But other dudes have TVs in their rooms. So. But we don't get, like, full-on cable. We just get the local channels. Okay. Like, we just get, like, a- ABC, NBC, all that, yeah. Do y'all have, like, wa- y'all have internet? Like, could y'all watch, like, Netflix? Or? We do. It, guys have to bring their own internet. It's not, like, 
provided by the company, but some guys have like those clear boxes or mm-hmm. whatever those things are. Yeah. You can set up your own signal. I don't ever. Mm-hmm. I just sit in my room and listen to podcasts or read books or. I, t- I always say I'm going to write jokes, but I never really get around to it. <laughs> it is hard. I kind of like sit in front of a fucking computer and be like, yep, nothing again today. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'll tell that crayon joke again. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, Pat Thomas living an interesting life. I'm just out here being me. You know what yeah. I mean? I think you're going to be disappointed in the Harry Potter series. What do you? What do you? What does Pat Thomas read? You mentioned that you do this reading on the boat. Oh, I read a lot of classics because I'm trying to like work my way through all like you know, I'll Google like the best books ever written, the best books to read, things like that. I'm just trying to like work my way through like all the famous authors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've read some pretty good books, and there's some that are just like not as good. I was, I've been reading Don Quixote lately. Hey, that's you guys ever read that? Yeah, that's great. It's fucking hard to read. It's just so strange and weird and so long. Uh-huh. But I really like like uh, old Russian literature, like Dostoevsky and mm. Tolstoy. Yeah. I just read Anna Karenina. It was like really fucking good. Like such Private a good punishment. Yeah, I read uh, the Brothers Karamazov. Have you read that? Uh, so fucking good. It's it is. It's just so intimidatingly long. It's, it's long, but it's 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 awesome. It's like such a cool. Yeah. It's philosophical, and it always talking about like God and like existence and like should we believe in Him and all like big deep philosophical questions like that. Mm-hmm. But it's done in a way that, that it's like throughout like a story. So it's like the one brother's like, all right, well I need to go over here now and talk to my sister in law. So he goes and like talks to his brother's wife, and then like. There's at first the story is just like him going to these different people, and it's not like a regular conversation. Like, oh yeah, give me some coffee. And did you hear what he said last week? And all this, it's like no, he sits down with her, and it's like this intense fucking subject. And then like he leaves, and then he goes and talks to his brother, and it's even fucking more. And it's like, and each subject goes on and it gets deep. And then it's just the whole book is sort of like that. And then this big story comes together at the end, and. The big decision at the end is like this big life and death morality shit. Mm-hmm. And you're just reading it. And it's just like, this is so fucking just impossibly hard to write, but also just like so beautiful to read. It's just like, this is it's so, it's so awesome. I just had a touch of inspiration. This is your destiny. You need to make uh, the modern equivalent of, who is it? Metamorphosis. Who writes that? Uh, what's that guy's name? Kafka. Kafka. Kafka's Metamorphosis, but it's about that date you went on with the girl with the shit all over her apartment. <laughs> Turn that into some big allegory uh, or a big like explanation of the modern condition. Is that they just don't even pick up their own shit. What they, is Metamorphosis? Is that about the guy who turns into like a spider? Yeah, or something? he turns into a beetle. Or it's kind of like what the Fly was based off of, right? I, I, I don't know. I never watched the Fly. He but, turns into a beetle. Yeah, he turns into a beetle, and it's like he lives with his parents, and he's like this big bird. And yeah, they start really treating, strange. They start treating him worse and worse and worse. <clears throat> I don't understand what it's about. I didn't like it that much, but I'm sure that there's some deep meaning to it because um, it's praised by all these people. So that's what you need to give the modern take of that. With this hilarious story, yeah, possibly. So, I've been re- trying to read books like that, but then I also watch like old classic movies. Like just recently, I watched Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. You guys movie. ever seen that? Oh yeah, a couple times. It's a fucking good movie. That yeah, fucking God. closing line. I was like, <laughs> Fuck frankly, my yeah, dear, I don't bro. give a damn. Yes, <laughs> I'm like yeah, 
Because how does have some to, great character? She's a great that Scarlet. Yeah. She's a great villain. How is she not one of the great villains in movie history? How does that go underappreciated? She fucks over all of her sisters. Doesn't give a damn about the first couple husbands. Didn't give a damn about Rhett Butler's uh, character, or if that's the name of the character, I don't know. Uh, didn't give a shit about him until he left and got his spine. She's a monster. Yeah. Like, and like, how is that? How is she not like a well known Nurse Ratchet level, Darth Vader level villain? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it was cool. I had never seen it before. And I watched it. It took me like three days to watch it. <laughs> that's how I like, I like to pause a little bit here and there, but. It was good. Like I liked some of the scenes from it's it. It's a good movie. It holds See, up. And what's cool about I mean some kind of racial elements that I think are kind of Yeah, I guess it, it got well, it got pretty heavily criticized like the way they talk about black people, but mm-hmm. uh the one lady who played her servant, she won She won an Oscar. Yeah. I think she's the first African American to win mm-hmm. an Oscar. Yeah. And she's great in it. That yeah. that that lady. But I like going back and watching movies like that because when you do, because then you can understand like references, mm-hmm. like when shit gets references in like other comedies or other movies, you're like, oh, they're talking about. And Gone with the Wind gets referenced all the time. Yeah, right. So you're going back and watching classics, not oh. just for the enjoyment of the classic, just so you can get the references in modern film. <laughs> sort of, yes. And for the Jeopardy factor. And it helped me in Jeopardy. I also watched Streetcar Named Desire not too long ago. Was that any good? It was really good. Hmm. I watched that because Woody, Woody Allen one, said that was right? the best, his best movie of all time. Woody Allen, a personal hero of yours? His, his movies are great. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. His movies are awesome. <laughs> Straight up. Are they? I've never seen a single Straight one. Straight up. So sorry. I you haven't? see this poster right here. It's 100 essential movies you have to watch. And it's like a scratch off. Oh, there's Gone with the Wind right there. Yeah. So I've been, I, there's a couple, of, I've watched vast majority. I have like five left. And one of them is Annie Hall. Annie Hall is one of I've the best. I've never seen it. I've never seen any Woody Allen. Annie Hall, is, Annie Hall is the best romantic comedy ever. It's, in my opinion. It's Isn't the, the, the character even in the movie supposed to be like some underage woman? And he, it's him? No, it's two adults. I'm pretty sure she's 17, the actress that plays. It. No, it's Diane, no, it's, it's it's, Diane Keaton. No, is it? Yeah. I, okay, maybe you're right. Maybe that's the one movie he didn't do that. But like, have you watched that documentary series on HBO about him? And Mia Farrow? Yeah, no, I haven't, but I like his movies. I, mean, what are you gonna I can do, separate you know? the, 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 the artist the, and the art. Annie Hall is a fin- it's an awesome movie. Have you ever seen it? I've not seen Annie Hall, no. It's re- I have it on D. It's, it's, fucking, it's it. really good. I, like, have to, I have to watch it or decide that I'm going to not watch it in protest, and that'd be the only movie on this entire list that I have No, seen. you have to watch it. It's really fucking good. It's, it's the best romantic comedy movie ever. There's so many great little jokes in it. Mm-hmm. And he does this weird thing. I don't want to give away too much about like breaking. He like breaks the fourth wall, right. where like he'll just start talking to the camera, and then it jumps. I know we know how a fourth wall break works. Oh, Pat. excuse me, Jesus Christ! How, oh, how sorry. What kind of simpletons do you think you're talking to here? But no, like it doesn't follow like a linear pattern. It, it'll jump back and forth a little bit. A little but it's, it's like the course of a relation, sort of. But it's like a relationship that developed over like many many years. And so it'll like jump back to when they first met. And then, like, it's like real, it's very real too. Like, sometimes relationships always don't work out, or sometimes you separate for a while and then you end up getting back together mm-hmm. again. And it's like all those things are all tied into it. It's, it's really good. Hmm. Yeah, I would definitely, you should I'll definitely watch it. See it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch anything. I got time. He's got a lot of, a lot of his movies are good. Like, I, they very well, they very well might be. I mean, I just haven't watched any of them. 
Actually, I, I, I looked this up. I have seen movies that he wrote the screenplay for, but I've never seen any movies that he directed. And it's not on purpose. It's just I just haven't run into them. Yeah, he's got a lot of good ones. Midnight in Paris is really good. With Owen yeah, Wilson. Yeah, with Owen Wilson. Yeah, where he, like, he, the, it's like the time period. Where he goes, he he's in Paris and he goes back in time. Those, uh, Blue Jasmine was really good, too. Is that the one with uh, Scarlett Johansson? She's in a lot of his movies, but no, she, I don't know if she's in that one, but Andrew Dice Clay is in that movie. Who's the main actress in that? I can't remember her name. But that movie's fucking good. Hmm. That movie's really good. What's your favorite movie of all time? I don't know. I mean, that's like asking my favorite beer or whatever. Yeah, you said Bud Light pretty quickly, which was disturbing. <laughs> I mean, just pick one, whatever. I mean, Goodfellas, I guess. Good Great movie. movie. Probably you my like favorite. Better than Departed? That's, that's a monster oh, yeah, movie. yeah. For sure. Braveheart is probably. Braveheart's one of my favorites. Goodwill Hunting is one of my favorites. That's a good one. Do you, uh, do you think that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote that movie? I don't know, they said they did. I'm convinced that they did not. In fact, <laughs> I even started writing a screenplay about how they did not write that No, movie. they did. You should look it up. And if you're wrong, I'll buy you a beer. No. <laughs> they definitely got screenwriting credit for it. But the whole premise of my movie was, is like there's this genius uh, screenwriter who's like super eccentric that has like gotten himself blackballed from all of Hollywood because he, he's always pissing people off. He's always sh- shitting on them, always like, going behind their back and like saying this is an awful movie. So he gets blackballed from Hollywood. He writes Goodwill Hunting. It's like this is my magnum opus. Like I this has to get made. This is an amazing movie. This is like the, this will win best picture. And it's like, it has to be made. And like nobody is willing to even take his calls. He's like All right. so find two kids for who are already from Boston. Ha- Harvard uh, going to Harvard uh yeah, get the and we'll, the look guys, uh, you put your names on it. I just want to get. I just want it to get made. We'll share. We'll split the money, uh, and you'll get all the credit. And then he's like, "As long as this is like my idea for the, the script, what I was working on, is like as long as throughout your career, your legacy is now tied to my legacy. So I pick what movies you're in, and or at least the ones you write. And then, then Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, total pieces of shit that they are, they start doing reindeer games and all these garbage <laughs> movies." And he's like, you're fucking, this screenwriter, he's like, you're fucking with my legacy. I've known going on a diatribe. But like, he's like, you're fucking with my legacy. I'm going to expose you guys. And that's as far as I got. And you have all these subtle hints. Obviously, I'm not going to use the characters as Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. But I'm going to make it so painfully obvious. <laughs> that's who I'm referencing. There's going to be like a Born Identity, like a fucking spoof. A Reindeer Games, a Gigli spoof. The, the Benifer scenario. It, Pat's losing interest. But anyway. <laughs> no, I mean it's possible because it is weird to think that like they did two guys nothing even close to that, that sense at that point in their career they were also so young they were super right. young to think that they could produce something like that is just like exactly holy shit and never yeah. even come close to sniffing it ever again. It's possible you might be onto something. I think I am. Yeah, I think you are too. Yeah. So this movie seen, needs to get made. Have you ever seen the talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah, that was good, but he wasn't Matt, a director. Matt Damon. He wasn't. He didn't. That movie or write is so it. fucking creepy. It's it's, it's good. He's a good actor. Oh, that movie just gives you the chills though. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it too. And he's Jude a great Law. actor. It's a, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I fucking. It's very strange though. So creepy. <laughs> yeah. The way he just like becomes that other person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman was one of my favorite actors. Have you ever seen the movie Doubt? Yeah, I saw that. Uh, movies. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it's it. Very good. It's, it's disturbing kind of 
It's psychologically disturbing. And that last, that's one of my favorite, well, I don't want to ruin it. You haven't seen it. Check it out. I will. One of my favorite ending lines of an entire movie. He turns into an alien at the end. (laughs) (laughs) It pops out of his chest. Have you ever seen, I I like to go on little tangents here and there. Have you ever seen the movie Amadeus? Yeah, about 20 times. I have it on on DVD. It used to be one of the movies I fell asleep to all the time. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Top five, in my opinion. I've I've seen a live play of Amadeus. That's how it got started. It was originally right? a play, yeah. yeah. That's how it got started. What would you feel if you ha- you talked you, you convinced somebody to watch this movie and their first takeaway, like the first thing they said, like, all right, I, wa- I watched it. It was a really good movie. But whoever wrote it clearly hates women. About Amadeus? Yeah. Do you do you pick up do you pick any pick up any of that at all? Or do you, you can you understand where that person's coming from? It was a, it was a female. But can you pick? Can you understand where the, they were coming from with that? Have you seen Amadeus? No. What? <laughs> we already went over this like last year. <laughs> Somebody has a theory that that movie was showed hatred towards women. Yeah, whoever wrote that movie hates women, quote unquote. Well, that was such a long time ago. That was like what in like the seventeen hundreds or whatever. So like. Most that was kind of a male-dominated society. All the right. composers were men, and right. the women kind of sat on the sidelines. So, like, if but, you're just giving a true representation of what the times were like, you would probably could assume that. I, yeah, that's which is fine. But even that being said, like, I've, if you watch the movie, one of the more like a uh, person, the one of the people with more of a spine than most is Stasi, his wife, who's like trying to keep everything together like try um, i don't want to ruin fr- it no go for it and like yeah exactly fuck you it's been out since longer than i've been alive <laughs> you haven't seen it, it's on you at this point you won more oscars than like almost any movie but like uh so she has a spine she's like she's the one person trying to keep his world together he's this irresponsible brat and like and then at the end uh where she's like she's like no, I'm not giving you his work. You, fuck you. You helped you, you helped kill him. And Dr. Minchie, you watched the director's cut. He tried to he basically blackmailed her into like borderline giving up sex to for money. Uh so like she should hate uh Salieri, so it makes sense. And like so it's like even one of the main characters, I would I don't know if you call her main or some one of the supporting characters is a strong woman that's so I don't I don't get that criticism at all. Like how how could you say that whoever wrote that movie hates women? Like I don't get it. I never got. Yeah, I never. I don't know. I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, but I never. I've never even knew anybody was critical of it in that way. It, me neither. It came out so out of far out of left field. Uh, it still obviously has me shook. <laughs> It's upsetting you right now. <laughs> right? That's exactly, exactly. That was my, that was my response too. Oh, this is a movie I've cherished. For it's something s- you've thought about too. This keeps you up at night. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, it's, I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah. It's fucking madness. Yeah, you look like you're stressed out. You know what? Everyone tells me I look stressed out, which is fucking stressing me out. <laughs> the problem <laughs> everyone says adam you see you look like you're upset which i'm like i'm never fucking not upset that's how my face looks yeah. anyway you have resting stressed out face yeah yes. uh, me yeah. i have like a resting bitch face sometimes resting angry face my buddy i have a buddy paul he's like the same way when we're because this is how i look when i'm not doing anything it's like resting <laughs> bored face more than yeah anything. i have a resting face of like i look mean plus i'm a big guy Mm-hmm. They have thick eyebrows. 
So I naturally just look like I'm pissed off. You have a natural look like you're stressed. (laughs) (laughs) You have a natural resting like you've had a hard day at work. (laughs) My buddy at work would always say, man, you look like you're one day away. One day away. (laughs) Coming in here and shooting the place up. Like, well, I'm not that stressed. (laughs) Uh, Brian, our last week's guest, Brian Gendron, um, one day I was at a show, just like sitting on, I wasn't even on the show. I was just sitting there watching comedy, laughing. And he comes up like, man, your shoulders, you just look like you're just a big ball of tense. He's like, you just need a massage, you just need to chill. I'm like, do I give off that vibe that hard that I'm just like upset, tense, or stressed? I was like, that's a shame. Well, that's like one thing I learned, like when I first started doing comedy, when I would just be watching, just to watch, mm-hmm. sometimes I would sit, like, oh, there's a seat up front, I'll go sit up there. And a couple of times I just go sit up there. And then I learned after a time that like, I get maybe I have a comedy mind, so I'm not as quick to laugh at every tiny little thing. It takes me a little bit more to mm-hmm. put a smile on my face. I'm not gonna. And so for me to just like sit in the front and just mean mug the fucking comics, <laughs> like it probably isn't a good idea. And it kind of I kind of figured out why now. Like all the comics stay in the back because mm-hmm. for for comedians just to sit up front and not laugh much. You're just kind of fucking, you're kind of being a weirdo to the guy Sabotage on stage. Show yeah, so bit. I just, I try to stay back. Mm-hmm. So when's the next house party? When are we gonna get this? When, when we yeah, I was thinking about having one. I mean, I guess COVID. I don't know. Is COVID over? I don't. Even yeah, fuck. COVID is over. <laughs> yeah. like, as far as the comedy scene goes in comics, COVID is over. They don't. They're nobody gives a shit uh, at this point. Yeah, I need to have a little backyard party or something like that. Maybe go get a gas grill or something like that. And, you don't have to go shit. crazy. This guy, yeah, I know, brings society to you, oh. or even just go to Dan Electro's right down the street. Yeah, come up to more mics. Just have a couple people. I've been hitting the mics. I have. So, all right, wait. As uh, as we wrap up, I would say go uh, promote your podcast. I don't know if it's ever going <laughs> to release again. It, I mean, I hate to say that it will, but it will, so it will. <laughs> but you ever, you ever around people say they're always going to fucking, like, do something? And then they, not just, like, podcasts, but, like, guys who are just like, I'm going to start doing this, I'm going to start doing this. And then they, they kind of never do. Aren't those, like, kind of the worst? worst. Yeah. It's the worst. It's it like, would eat me up because I'm like, dude, just don't, just don't even say you're going to do it in the first place. Like, someone's like, oh, I'm going to start riding my bike again. Or, I'm going to start lifting weights again. Or, oh, I'm going to stop drinking so much. And, like, <laughs> they just continue to not do that. It's like. <laughs> Uh, so annoying. I'm the polar opposite. Like, I'll point at my, I have a bike in my living room. I'll point at like, yeah, I never use that shit. Never going to use it. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm so quick to be like, be like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to get big into cooking. I have a fucking popcorn maker for a reason. Cause I just like, <laughs> want a quick snack whenever I get home. Like, yeah. I, like, so that's why whenever people, I don't want to say like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing it again. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just have it there when it's there. Like, you know Josh. You know Josh Hami, the guy from yeah, Queens of Queens Stone. Mm-hmm. I heard him on a po- on Dean Del Rey's podcast. It's a really good episode. And he's talking about how that's like the most annoying shit ever. Like I hate it when people talk about their next big project that they're coming out with. He's like, so I never talk about like what my next thing is. I just like to work on it. He's like, if someone's gonna do that. He's like, man, just show me it when it's done. Don't sh- don't show me like half of it or tell me you can't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so much cooler just to present this thing that is finished and beautiful. And here, everybody, everybody come take a look at this, you know? That's kind of how I like to be, too. I hate talking about, like, even if it's something like, oh, I'm going to start losing weight or I'm going to start drinking so much. I'd rather just be like, 
I mean, I haven't drank in six months or fuck, but someone have some pat. You lost 50 pounds. Yeah, but you can't be that prick who's on Facebook that's like, oh, I just lost two pounds and posting about it, post about no. it. No. That <laughs> is the worst. Just how about lose, get in really good shape and all of a sudden have people be like, but you look like you're going to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The most annoying Facebook post is big news coming soon, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. No, well, the That's wor- how you no. get unfriended right there. No, the <laughs> most Can't wait to share this big news I have with you. Just tell us what it is. The most annoying, slightly more annoying than the big news coming soon is that I am leaving Facebook and here's why. Just fucking <laughs> nobody leave. Nobody cares. Yeah. Just leave. Nobody cares. Just leave. That's the worst. In my opinion, also like when the comedy scene—not to like talk about the scene—but like when people are like, "I'm going to another city," it's like, "Then go, bye, yeah. <laughs> bye." Dude, if I let me tell you guys something, if I moved, I wouldn't fucking tell anybody. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'd just be like, "Pat's living in Chicago." <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't really like. For a second, I thought you did. <laughs> yeah, live in you're Chicago. the one who asked that. I thought that I was because I was like, "You saw me up there on Facebook." Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly if I did move back to Chicago that. All of a sudden, you'd see me like post around Chicago, and you'd be like, "Does fucking Pat Thomas live here anymore?" <laughs> yeah. Why is he I'm, eating deep dish every yeah. fucking day? Yeah, I'm putting up gigs for that I'm doing in the city. It's like, yo, Pat, did you take a trip to Chicago? It's like, no, I moved here six months ago. <laughs> I didn't need to have a fucking going away, say Gone goodbye. Like the, the Baltimore Colts. Yeah. In the night. <laughs> it's exactly how. I, I just, whatever, I'm gone. You know, I don't, I don't need to make a big deal out of it, especially like when people. Well, some people say they're going to leave and then they don't. don't. Or there's people who leave and they come back. It's like, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah. You could have just fucking moved and not told anybody and that'd be cool too. Then you can't have the going away party. I wouldn't tell any. If I was leaving Houston, I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> like the people I work with, no one. Like all my good, fr- <laughs> my good <laughs> friends, my neighbors, even the people, who, my friends in Chicago, I wouldn't tell. All of a sudden, be like, what are we doing tonight? Are you coming back up? I just, I live here now. <laughs> when did that happen? Two months ago. I've been up here. Who cares, you know? Well, in this day and age, with like Facebook, you could still communicate and text and talk to people. Yeah. You need to write a book. I feel like it's it's gonna go out with a he's gonna go out with a, go into it with a plan. It's gonna come out being like the next American Psycho, on, <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> so like, like Pat's thoughts are sociopathic thoughts. Yeah, thoughts of a sociopath. It could be a classic though. Yeah, pick up your shit as soon as it hits. When your dog, yeah. sh- when the sh- cat shits on the, rule number one, pick up your cat shit. He's the cat shit killer. <laughs> rule number clean. two: you want to leave, just leave. Don't gotta tell everybody you're leaving. And rule number four, if you're going to do something, here's the big takeaway. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, just do yeah. It. You'll see my podcast when you're ready to see it. And what's it called? Stay the course. Cool. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and it's been a while, it's probably there now. Oh, it's definitely still there. You can go watch the back catalog. Most importantly, my two episodes, which were great. Uh, probably the two highlights of his entire podcast run. Um, They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> We got uh, DDT, DD Terrio next week on the pod. Very funny. You should get her on when you're on your pod. She's new since you've been or been gone. I think. Okay. Uh, very very funny. Mark, you got anything? No, I'm good. I guess follow us. Yes. Yeah. On Instagram, Facebook, comment. Oh, we're doing like these new memes. So. Oh yes, if you wanna every week, you know Adam's gonna be. You know, we'll mention who the guest is, and if you want to slam the guest with memes, we would love it. And you'll find us on Facebook.com slash New Country Podcast. 
and that's where you can find most of that or on you know adam's yeah my facebook page <laughs> adam's facebook page <laughs> my individual adam Ralph or my uh uh instagram which is adam jr 1985 um very cryptic but um did i just notice that you have your your phone on military time i do <laughs> we don't have time to delve now, into is that. that a, is that upsetting for you? It's a little triggering. Equally upsetting is how short your socks are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking wearing dress pants with like ankle high socks. Like yeah. dress pants, you, that, those dress be, shoes. <laughs> These are casual dress shoes. Those are what you would wear like with a pair of shorts, though. You don't wear like. Ankle socks when you're dressed. This in is like for the slacks. office. It's like a mix. Yeah, but thing. those socks should be able to cover up that skin. That's <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not. But I'm also wearing a fucking golf shirt. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. As soon as I walked up, this guy looks like he's trying to sell me a fucking used car. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. No. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye.